That's a hot take. That's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The insurance yeah. commercial has a fat ass, but like no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. <laughs> no, god damn it. Isaac, New Noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip Isaac a new one today. Do you know what I mean? Like. Don't touch my records. Ever. What's up, guys? Welcome to Hot Takes. I am Young Shiro. Hello. I That's am Skelly. Skeleton Lipstick. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a guest who is actually up on screen before he was supposed to be, and he is frozen. A little bit of technical difficulties today on Hot Takes, if you guys hadn't noticed already. But nonetheless, we're so glad you're finally here. We're going to have a great time tonight. We've got a very enigmatic, very eccentric, very prolific member of the Vaporwave community here to join us. Uh, we're going to bring him guy. on here very soon. We're both big fans. Um, big fans, big friends. Big love fans and big friends. Down. I love that. Uh, as usual, everybody in chat, please keep us in the know about levels. Music's too loud. I'm too loud. Chris is too loud. Whatever. Um, bear with us on the um, technical difficulties. Have fun. Any questions you have for Mesh, type away. We will do our absolute best to make sure that there is a... a pipeline between you guys and our guests with absolutely no blockage whatsoever and thank you again for tuning in um gonna drop some links uh, for our official spotify playlist and our anonymous hot takes forum that you can uh, go on to and submit anything that you would like to ask either skelly myself or our guest in the future and i'm gonna do that while chris starts us off with some recommendations yeah yeah one second here. I'm just trying to fix this one thing. So, as for recommendations, uh, what I really w want to recommend today is um, a vaporwave artist by the name of uh, Gamer Vapor. He has um, some of these very interesting mixtapes out. Uh, basically, a 1 a.m. mixtape and a 2 a.m. mixtape. And honestly, all of his work on the Bandcamp is just really, really excellent, sort of classic vapor style music. And um, sometimes very difficult to find people who are doing something relatively different, but still extremely similar and reminiscent to what you're used to hearing from that genre, uh, subgenre of music. And I really enjoy the textures that Gamer Vapor makes. It's um, I think he's a guy who needs a little bit more attention because this stuff is pretty phenomenal. If I um, or had to pick a, actually one other album to pick aside from him would be My Imaginary Reality by Gamer Vapor. Very it's cool. just a very short six song um, record, but each one of those songs feels like um, kind of being transported into a car late at night where the radio is kind of broken and you're just sort of driving at 3 a.m. trying to get home and you maybe don't even know how to get home and you're starting to not even recognize the road signs anymore. And the music just sort of feels like that to me. It feels like that sense of being lost but on your way to something and you're, hope you're just hoping that it's home. <laughs> so it's very Damn. mysterious stuff and it's very uh it's very mysterious stuff and the textures are really just just 
very beautifully um, twisted together in a very interesting way. So honestly, I'd recommend it. There's two mixtapes by him, the 1 a.m. and the 2 a.m. mixtape, and My Imaginary Reality. But honestly, I think I could just go ahead and recommend pretty much anything on his band camp. Um, I'm a big fan. And uh, let me uh, get his uh, band camp in the, in the chat. Yeah, so please can, do. You can get that going. I need to check out his, yeah. uh, their work. They're a very cool yeah, person. Uh, I'm... I'm always looking for some new, um, really interesting, moody, textured, uh, more classic vapor sounding music to, to find, right. and uh, I really, I really like his work a lot. So there it is in the mixtape. Thank you, Chris. Oh, there it is in the chat. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? No, that's it for now. Gamer vapor people, I definitely need to check it out. Um, well, I will uh, follow that up with today's hot take, which actually. I'm gonna um, cheat a little bit. This this today's hot take was actually brought to you by a conversation that Lux Elite, who is in chat, hello Lux, uh, had about uh, Future Funk. So Future Funk, right, came into vogue in what 2013, maybe, uh, with yeah, the sure. advent of Macross 8299, Saint Pepsi. We all know what it is. Vaporwave's more radio friendly, more danceable cousin. Um, I was talking with you about this yesterday. I feel like uh, Future Funk has got like a variant of it that's maybe it's born true. from like lo-fi hip-hop, kind of the Keats yesterday Collective very, era. Mm -hmm. Yesterday was very exciting because I was, um, uh, myself and my girlfriend Wendy visited Las Vegas this weekend to attend EDC. And of course, while we were there, well, we had to go <laughs> try and meet up with... My dear friend Isaac, right, who is located in Las Vegas. So we got to hang out with Isaac and visited the Meow Wolf exhibit Area 15, which if you haven't seen it and if you have a moment to check it out, if you're in Las Vegas, highly recommend it. It is an absolute trip in a psychedelic, bizarre way. Um, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. And oh, a very yes. wonderful time getting to see my friend. Oh, look, you got the picture. Yeah, oh, sorry. Send that to me, please. <laughs> yes, I can. Please send that to me. Um, so we took that the selfie take, in the Neonopolis. Right? Yeah, Hot Take Boys but got yeah. to meet up. But yeah, um, you know, you brought up a very uh, kind of an interesting point about the about a uh, about uh, future funk and ways to subdivide it. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick the ball back to you and go ahead and finish that hot take. Just really quick, that just we a little out in real life yesterday. <laughs> we did, we did. I've got the picture posted, and I happened to post it in the Equips uh, Equips Picks Discord. <laughs> <laughs> the Equips Picks Discord and uh, PJ work. PJ Rourke created this lovely edit of the uh, photo of Chris oh, and I. PJ Rourke? As you can see, uh, uh, Flavor uh, came uh, to town. Uh, so yeah, we got to hang out. PJ Rourke. Love, love PJ them. Rourke got, as got well. To, got to meet them in person as well last uh, last week at the George Clanton show. Very got to jealous. meet PJ in person. What a wonderful love person Love to they meet are. PJ Rourke. But... I, I just love... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't mean to cut you but, off. No, no. PJ made no, this. No, no, we can go. Let's keep going. That's amazing. <laughs> I, um, I can't believe it. I love it. I'm I cracking up right now. I got to message them. I'm got, I got to message them later now. Yeah, please <laughs> do. Up. I love talking to PJ. Um, so for, for those of you who are listening and can't see, because maybe you're listening on Spotify, they've replaced. Uh, it's a picture of me and Isaac together, but PJ has replaced my face with uh, Guy Fieri's face. It's great. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I uh, that wouldn't translate very well to the podcast. Thank might, you might not so much. translate to the podcast. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, actually, that might be the Smash Mouth guy. Um, we were just talking that the, about no, that. No, in the pre -roll. that's not the Smash. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. So Future <laughs> Funk. All right, you guys know what Future Funk is. 
But there's definitely a variant of Future Funk that's very, very up-tempo, very kind of like almost Nightcore-esque, and it almost exclusively uses bit, city pop and bit, J-pop right? samples. Very different sounds, right? But both categorize as Future Funk. I propose that we do something that Lux suggested in a conversation I had, and that we refer to that kind of Future Funk as City Funk. And the old style as Future Funk or, I don't know, some people call it Vapor Funk. Anytime I put on some Wasted Nights or some, um, what did you say, Mr. Vitej? He's kind of from that same school, right? Yeah. Vitej. Wasted Nights, would you refer, I would say more casting than Wasted Nights. Okay. Wasted Nights was, well, because it's, you know, same thing, right? End of the day. Yes. I personally feel like the original variant of Future Funk is very different and a lot more reliant on like 80s R&B and um, Quiet Metro Storm funk. samples. Yeah, and, and the new stuff is very Metro Funk. That's a good idea. Uh, well, the new I have a stuff question. is very... Now, well, hold on. That's funny. Yeah. That, that's an interesting by Warehouse Union. Can we say Future Funk for everything, but if you want to subdivide it further, can you say that the 70s sort of, uh, or funk sampled, 70s sampled or 80s sampled sort of Future Funk that's sort of like more R&B focused or... Or uh, you know, 80s R&B focus or 70s I mean, funk focus. You would and I have be been metro? around. Would that would that be metro funk? And then would be oh, Japanese city pop, city pop want... sample stuff. Would that be city funk? And would you subdivide it like that? that I want metro funk to be a different genre. That'd be super cool. Um, but I, but I think city funk needs to be a thing because uh, you know the night tempo and the the moe shop and um, uh, who's Mayor, Mayor Notield? I don't know if I'm pronouncing these names properly, but mm-hmm. almost have like a nightcore type vibe to them. And when I'm like trying to chill and listen to some well, future funk, that's kind of different from what I'm looking for. So maybe I'm just an old guy you, that's. And then once you start getting into things like Moy Shop, then you're like really like blurring a line between, well, let's say like city funk and kawaii bass. Like you're really True. not somewhere in between that with those no kinds joke. of artists. Absolutely no you joke got, whatsoever. So you got like you got, you got like a fusion of that two things with with Moy Shop, but also Moy Shop, one of my absolute all time favorite. Producers. I was gonna say you mentioned yesterday that you were a little bit of a fan. I think you mentioned a that. Huge fan, huge huge admirer of that. Cannot be understated of their work. Yeah. All right. Anyway, well, City um, Funk is a, it's an interesting thing to think about. What do you guys think? Yeah. Very I mean, very actually. Very interested to know what the chat has to say. They actually a lot of people had some. It sounds like they kind of like it. All right, I'll take it. Um, thanks, thanks again, Lux Elite, for the uh, for letting me steal your hot take. Um, I don't know about you, but I kind of want to know what out uh, what Mesh seems to to think about that. Um, then we should go ahead and bring him on, guys. What do you think? Yeah, let's bring Alex. It's a special on. day, right? Let's go ahead and bring him on. Alex. All right, so we're Love gonna that guy. Let's, we're gonna just get, get let's get him talking. He's always got fun things to say in general. He does. Let's he see does. Where this goes. Go ahead and unmute. Whoa, sorry, wrong picture. All right, go ahead and unmute yourself. And he's frozen. Let me see here. There he is. Oh, okay. I can see you just fine, man. He's moving around. I see him. Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. I'm here. Welcome to Hot Takes. Thank you for having me. All right. What are What are your thoughts on uh, Future Funk versus City Funk? We'll start with some easy ones. Yeah. What What do you think about this whole thing? Do you Do you listen to a lot of Future Funk in general? Um, <clears throat> I can't say it's not my favorite like subgenre mm-hmm. of, vap- of vaporwave, but you know I do enjoy a fair share of it. Um, city funk, I, I, I'm still uh, struggling with, you know, uh, a little bit. 
what what's you know the city city funk you know well so i mean like i'm so, sure you've listened so to like this, a like a very anime ridden type of like up tempo like, almost squirrely vocals kind of type of song versus what do you like or macross or whatever oh well macross is kind of all over the place macross is macross is kind of all over the place but i'm sure that he would be like some of his stuff would be like the godfather to sort of the, the city pop focused future funk that's like a I lot thought, of the things yeah. like night tempo or something like that that might be more uh, you know, city funk might be more like Japanese uh, sampled music based future funk, which sort of becomes its own thing. Like there are like the there are bands that do like or our producers do full albums of that kind of music yeah. as opposed to like, you know, I don't know, you know, Roller Girl or something like that, which is going to be a more 70s based sort of thing. And that could be its own thing. Right. I guess that's that's all. I, I, I don't know. I think that's the thing. That's where we're drawing a little line in right now. There's too many. But I actually what I got sub genres. There are, but you are they're fun. Sub-channels. What? Yeah. So anyway, do you want to start asking Alex some questions, or or shall I? Yeah, I mean, uh, go ahead and jump in, chat. Um, but uh, I have a, I have my guess. I would start with, um, what's your favorite kind of vaporwave? You mentioned that Future Funk is kind of in the middle. Like, do you have a favorite kind that you want to showcase or spotlight? I'm. Uh... I'm kind of a sucker for the uh, the old school like classic vaporwave sound like Internet Club. Uh, Very you know, cool. The, oh yeah. The beginnings of, of the genre, you know. Um, I guess more more of the plunderphonic. Ah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. That's... That that explains a lot. Yeah. That definitely. I mean, that's. I think that's always been sort of a uh, a touchstone to a lot of your music in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming from a plunderphonics point of view and a collage point of view, and sort of taking you on a bit of a journey. And it's really I've, what I've always appreciated about your music is a lot of the humor inside of it as well. You know oh, what I mean? That. Like, yeah. oh yeah, very oh much my so. god, it's so it's uh, like the irony is is such an important part of this scene in general. And I always thought that. Uh, you did a really good job at highlighting that irony and just punctuating it with this, you know, the, the sense of humor that comes along with sort Very of eeriness. So. And yeah. I always thought that you did a really good job with that. And it's funny because I, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like a long time ago, I think that you, you got a, a little bit of a start in making music like this because maybe you were inspired by some other radio shows that occurred. Did you, were you, did you used to listen to that to jam, I think? Chris Morris, is it, Blue right? Jam. Yeah, Blue Jam. Blue Jam, that's what it was. Blue oh, Jam, definitely. right? Absolutely, I'm a huge fan of Blue yeah. Jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and think then, I uh, remember you mentioning that several, several years ago and being like, that makes so much sense. I bought, I I bought the, uh, the original, like, the Blue Jam compilation CD that came out on Warp. Damn. The, yeah. My local Shout out Warp shop. Records. When it so came out. That... So. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my friend uh, was downloading, like, all the, uh, the actual episodes off of. Uh, what is it? Uh, what's the? Where does everybody get their music from? Where do they down? What's that? What dot CD? I mean, Soul Seek. Um, there we go. Yeah, oh he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got. He he sent me all the episodes, and you know, it, it just uh, yeah, huge fan. A lot of good uh, trip hop music featured throughout. Chris Morris has some really good taste. Yeah, yeah. So, so for you guys who don't know what, what we're discussing right now is a uh, blue jam was sort of this like surreal comedy slash. It was like it was a radio show, and it was a it would it would be a combination of like ambient dark or trip hop music, and it would be punctuated by like these surreal, dark comedy sketches. And it was created by this very famous um, 
personality in Britain named Chris Morris, who's done a lot of other uh, TV shows and and um, and programs like uh, I guess Brass like, uh, Eye. Brass, uh, Brass Eye was Brass uh, I was going to say, yeah. and, and and Jam was was he did a, a comedy sketch show based on it called Jam. Oh yeah, that was in right. that was in Britain as well, which is hilarious if you guys haven't seen it. And another one called like the Day to Day, a bunch of other stuff. I think he's probably even worked with like Steve Coogan and stuff before. But uh, either way. Blue Jam is is like you can I could I mean when I remember you mentioning you listened to that I'd be like oh there's some seeds of of probably where like Mesh is coming from sonically and surrealist humor wise it's probably coming a little bit from this and I if you guys are into vaporwave I highly recommend you guys check this out because it's it's extremely inspiring. This all the stuff that came out from those. I'm episodes. gonna have to check so, that out. I'm admittedly a, a Philistine and wasn't aware of of any of that. Well, I don't think a lot of people are. But I remember Alex's, and I remember, like, I was always a big fan of that as well. So I want to highlight that for you guys, that I think um, this is extremely inspiring stuff. If you're a fan of his music or a fan of Vaporwave in general, and you're looking to go back into some more things that might have inspired it, and maybe you've already listened to Boards of Canada, or you've already, you know, listened to, obviously, One of Tricks, Play Never's Career of music, um, but you, and you look at, or you maybe already listened to Negative Land as well, like, go check this out, too. Like, this is the same, this is from the same ilk as that. Uh, gotcha. Can I ask you what other things maybe inspired you, Alex, that were along the same lines as Blue Jam? Um, I was about to bring up Over the Edge. I don't know if you listened to Negative Land's podcast oh. already. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. Negative Land, I definitely see that. A long time. Um, but I, I think probably the biggest influence and I, i've said it before and i'll say it again future sound of london I hell yeah listening, started listening to them back when i was like 14 15 years old and uh they did some shows for you know they did that their essential mixes on bbc radio one they did a lot of broadcasts on uh kiss fm and the way they you know constructed everything and added you know the, the sample like the, the samples and everything it was just uh it was very inspirational for me and, and kind of got me got me going and like 20 years ago you know yeah. i was like i want to do something. damn you are a bit of a warp records fan any love for uh, apex twin or um boards of canada my, my two biggest influences future sound of london apex twin I've hell yeah to them. so what's your favorite apex twin album uh, probably I care because you do. Me too. Yes, we <laughs> talked about that with Ronnie on his uh, Vapor Space uh, St. Louis because uh, he has like a huge Aphex Twin poster behind him when we interviewed him. And I'm always arguing with um, In Rail. I don't know if you uh, you know In Rail. He's a big fan mm -hmm. of um, drugs. Yeah. Right. Which just oh, turned yeah. 20 the other day. Um, just turned. I just I just saw that, and yeah. you know, I still remember being in that same record store where I picked up Blue Jam. It's a, a it was a local shop in Louisville called Ear Ecstasy. Very cool. Mm. I, that was my wow. old stomping grounds. But I remember the day that Drugs came out. I was there, and I, and I picked it up, and I had a huge fat stack of Apex Twin stickers that I nabbed off. Oh the man! Oh Hell wow. yeah! How it, fun. it was like the classic uh, logo. You, you know, still got like, some of those? Oh, yeah. I've got like two, and I had to order one off of eBay because oh damn, so quickly. I stuck them everywhere. Oh, wow. I, I bet you out. did. Very cool. Yeah. What did you wow. think of um? What was the new one that came out like? Syro or Syro? Syro. What did you think of Syro? Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I, it's not my favorite. Uh, the the single, what is it? Mini Pops, I think. The first I honestly track don't remember what it's out. called. That mm -hmm. that track's incredible. 
you know that's mm -hmm. got all his weird vocal work on it and everything right. and so i was hoping for maybe more of that um when it came out but it, it was still good nonetheless i mean I, you know apex twin can't do much wrong i know opinion. right you can do a little wrong we got a great question in chat by Casino. Sorry to cut you off. Um, oh, yeah. He says, um, let me find it. He wants to know how you made that four-hour monster of a mixtape, uh, Warp Zone. Welcome to Warp Zone. What, oh, that what was such a fun he wants project. to know what inspired you. Sorry, I couldn't find it. Um, since high school, I, I, I have been wanting to do this just some sort of like you know um, video game dj mix or whatever all my you know i grew up playing nintendo sega genesis super nintendo Hell yeah i'm very mm -hmm. old school i didn't play much past that you know uh, a lot of pc games too and, and you know um i just wanted to do something with all that old nostalgic you know those, those games that i i you know hold dear in my heart and right uh, <laughs> you know fast forward 15 years or something and um <laughs> yeah sea monster from tiny mixtapes uh mm -hmm. reached out to me um for a, to do a guest mix for tiny mixtapes very cool and we just uh we were just throwing ideas around back and forth and i was like what if i do this like bgm mix Whatever. That was a it, massive undertaking. Four-hour mix, like Jesus. That was a massive under. Not only to do the four-hour mix, but to, to make it themed, and then to create the visual aspect to that packaging as well. Do you create all your packaging? Do you yeah. do all the design work for that? Nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. For for Warp Zone, that was one hundred percent me. My Very cool. Weird collage. Do you work. do a lot of your own um, pa uh, design work, like in the early days of Mesh, and then for like Dream Sequence? Was that you, or who does yes. that? Was that, that you? Was awesome. That was you. Yeah. That's so amazing. Elegantly designed. It's only, like that's the thing. I only ever had anybody else doing artwork for me, like starting with Pharma when Keith Rankin did the artwork for that. Yeah. So, I was yeah, gonna say he did some work for you, I believe. Yeah. And he did an so, amazing I mean, job. He's also done something else, but I can't really talk about it. You know, we'll, we'll find mm. out in 2022. But, uh, no yeah. Fun. But, uh, you heard it on Hot Takes. I'm not so proud of, like, some of the older stuff. And I've kind of gone back and revamped some cover art for old releases and whatnot. But, yeah, I've always been, uh, yeah. you know, poking around in Photoshop. Doing My favorite one's got to be that picture of that Seagate external hard drive. It's that's literally just a picture I found <laughs> off the internet. That's that's the joke. So, don't don't give me yeah. Exactly. Don't give me Casino has another question. It's design work. He says yeah. uh, he met three different people at Econ One who all claimed to be you, and he's still not sure if he actually met you. Are you familiar with the uh, Mesh doppelgangers at uh, Electronicon? I am. I, I met a yeah. handful of them at the New York event. Uh, which is funny. I got in the pictures with a few of them. Like basically, any bald guy with a beard was me. <laughs> uh, you know, and I think even people like in uh, uh, when they did the West Coast event, you know, I think I was getting confused. <laughs> a lot of other people there. I wasn't there, but there's a huge picture at the after party that Chris curated, uh, and there's definitely a guy in the light group photo that looks. A lot like you, but he's got glasses on, so it's obviously not I him. I, and I think he's got like a bit of a mustache thing going on. Um, I don't know. Do you? Let me let me refresh your feed. Do you have a mustache? 
I Not really. You. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I just don't. I don't recall. He's a. He was a cool guy. I. I don't remember his name, unfortunately. But I mean, I don't remember. It was a wild yeah, night. I, if it's the same guy that I met him during the Fire Tools show. Very and I, cool. And my wife snap a picture of us together. So. How funny. <laughs> so, what um what? So you you'd been making music for a long time. And before you were making electronic music, I know that you were very much into you know, a lot of hardcore music. Candira, yeah, especially, comes up a lot with you. And um, was that the first? One of my favorite bands. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, how did you make a transition? Did you always listen to a lot of electronic music too at that time in your life, or did that come later? I did. That's kind of one of the reasons I kind of like worked my way out of that whole scene is because my interests had shifted a little bit um mm-hmm. but yeah i, I was can relate in metal bands since like 19 you were a drummer I was, oh yeah i'm a drummer that makes sense so i can when, hear that in your compositions that yeah, makes sense right. yeah th- that makes sense there's a lot and of then, interesting sort of percussion that occurs within even the samples that's interesting that makes sense now i didn't know that you were a drummer before yeah this. I, I tend to get really detailed with the the drum overlays and stuff like that but i yeah, no, I, I I was drumming in metal bands for five, six years, a couple different bands, and uh, my shift or my, my interest just started shifting. Uh, I've always been into pretty much everything: pop music, electronic music, and you know, um, I just. Do you have any genres that you like? Do not fuck with like least favorite genres of all time. Uh. I don't want to be that guy that just says, "Oh, I like anything but country music." But <laughs> I do like. I've met a few of those. Stuff. Lux hates country music. Some old country music's okay, I, right? I, like I, the I, old outlaw country. Like, you know, she thinks my tractor's sexy, kind of stuff. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. That's I, just sort I of. I can a, relate. That that kind of music is only very interesting, sort of on like a sociologic level, when you're like. Huh, I wonder what this audience is that it appeals to. Like, that's sort of a fascinating thing that this is like very, that kind of, do you think my tractor is sexy music? It's not even like, I feel like it doesn't even, um, it's not even meant for people who really even have tractors. It's meant for people who romanticize the idea of having a tractor. Like, it's like, right. romanticizes the concept of uh, people that don't even really exist anymore. And like, because if you go to those concerts, it's usually a bunch of like fucking like frat guys. And like blonde haired chicks in like uh, you know like red shirts with no sleeves like dancing around and they've never even been on a tractor, but they like the idea of it. Yeah, it's weird because like I doubt like any good old boys who are on a tractor are listening to that music because they're probably like this is for girls. (laughs) Like this is probably busy like harvesting their shit. Yeah, man, and they're probably listening to Outlaw Country. Like they're not listening to that. They're not listening to that song by that dude. Like that's music for that's like pop music for girls. That's like but um. But anyhow, anyhow, my, I, my, I want to get back to the music thing with, with you, Alex. Is um, Do you remember um, what music you first connected with when you were young? Like, what was the first time you, you what's the first band or the first uh, time you listened to music? You're like, oh, I really, I really connect with this and I kind of want to pursue this art a little further, even just as a listener. Like, you know, this is maybe even before you, I guess you started drumming at seven, so I guess you started early. Do you no, remember what the first around. music you were? 11. You remember what the first oh, music wow. that you really connected with was? The first music I really connected with was like New Jack, like hell yeah, New Jack Swing. You've sampled a fair amount of those in some of your songs. Wow, do you remember like you listen like 
it kind of comes full circle with the vaporwave stuff, you know, some of the things I've sampled in the past years. But like, no, like when I was six, seven years old, I, I was, you know, listening to what was on the radio at the time. I'm an old guy, yeah. by the way. So like, I'm talking 1990, 90. You know, yeah. I was listening. To I suspect we're all around the, the same age. Are we? It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm. Uh, I, I think Alex, you're probably around my age. I'm even. I'm. I'm 38. I mean. And I'm you're, 33. You're older than I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm even older. Yeah. So. so um, oh wow. Yeah, but so that like I you know I just I've been obsessed with music since early age you know and it's just it's ever evolving you know my my tastes just kept keep expanding. I love uh, that. But that was that was really it. There was a local station, ninety nine point seven WDJX, and they played you know all the good old stuff you know maxi priest and pebbles and like oh wow uh, that's what like you know i you know i got a soft spot uh, pebbles. oh yeah yeah that is you sample her song in yeah, stay yeah. forever which is one of the most beautiful and just poignant flips of that song i've ever heard was it, it was no that's vanessa yeah. williams not pebbles you, you know yeah wow, but the compliment so stands they, they, no stay forever was was pebbles yeah, uh, it was, a, it was, a, it was so, kind of a deep track too that I sampled. Uh, I'm really, really bad with names, but but that's one of the that's one of my favorite tracks you've ever made. It's one of my favorite vaporwave tracks of all time, and it's like Speaking a tearjerker, dude. I did that for Lux's, you know, uh, music the Now Age compilation. Yeah, an iconic trilogy of compilations. Uh, Alex, we actually have a few questions. We have like a three-parter from Warehouse Union. Um, First question, Warehouse Union is, is a very, very cool uh, attendee. Warehouse Union says, are you the one who says mesh in that slowed down voice on tracks like If I Tell You That I'm Happy? Yes. That's you. Yes. Also, it, it yes. is mesh, right? It's not no mesh or in mesh. It is mesh. In mesh. In, but I've never harped on anybody for pronouncing it wrong because I kind of set myself up for that. So. I thought it was in mesh for the longest time. I've gotten, a lot of people I've gotten the meshed. I've gotten... <laughs> in mesh just thing. makes sense, you know? Yeah. Uh, Warehouse's second question goes, what are your favorite 80s movies or movies in general? Favorite 80s movies, and I have a lot of them. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh! oh, oh fabulous. Me too! Film. Oh, it's so good! Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a loaded question because True. I... I, you know, God, 80s movies, are, that's where it's at. They're the best. Why are they so good? Yeah. I don't know, but they are. I don't know. They were more fun. There was just, they were more colorful. This, like, and also practical effects, I think, have a lot to do True. with it. I, I, you know, I, lot, I watch a lot of horror movies, and, you know, practical effects yeah. in 80s movies, that I, I can't get on board with, you know, entirely CGI. Oh, movie. of course. Yeah, the, the just, practical effects. It takes me out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I the practical that. effects are very fun because they it's it's real, it's breathing. You know what I mean? There's a life inside these things, and those John Carpenter films too, as well, like uh, yeah. Big Trouble in Little China, really make the focus of those films the movement of those special effects. Like they'll let the camera linger on them. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So you can appreciate the 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 work and and the artistry behind creating those things. And I think that's like at the end of the day, like, you know, that's what we really love is the idea of creating the thing, creating something. You know what I mean? 
And it's so fun to think like, wow, if I were on set right now, I'd be able to see the textures of that special effect in person. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be just stuck on a computer screen. You can't you know? fake it. You can't fake it. No. You know, it's so thing, fun. The thing is a prime example because I don't. Oh, oh, that one's yeah. so good. Another John, You're a little bit of a Carpenter fan, aren't you? John Carpenter. Yeah. 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 It's, it's getting close to Halloween, so I'm kind of on a, a kick right now. I've been very oh, clean nonstop. So. Yeah, Any man. Any love for um, do that around Halloween Escape as well. from New York? Oh, of course, yeah. That's that's one of my I, personal yeah, favorites. Yeah, Escape from New York's great. I, I like Escape from L.A. too. Wow, wow. Oh, yeah, Escape from L.A. is fun. It's, it's fun. Cheesy these are fun movies. It is. It is. The whole surfing scene. The surfing scene, <laughs> I would say, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I should probably also just say I'm a huge Friday the Thirteenth buff. So, oh, very cool. Really? Oh yeah, like it's like, but only all the ones in the '80s. I mean, like I love right. the one, you know, all the ones after that. But I always wanted to just be a camp counselor, you know, at Camp Crystal Lake and get killed off by Jason. Oh my goodness! <laughs> in one of the '80s movies, it's a, I don't know, it's a bucket list item that I'll never achieve. Warehouse Union's third part for the question is, I saw in one of your profile images that you were wearing a Death Grip shirt. What's your favorite album of theirs? Um, I think Government Plates probably is my favorite Death Grips mm. album. Because of that last track, and I forget what's the name of it, I forget. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Government, it's hard to say, really. Money Store's good, too. They're all good. They're great. They're all good, yeah. I was lucky enough to actually see them uh, live with Lux. Uh, oh, and, uh, very cool. Yeah, it was the first time I met her. her um, but yeah, <laughs> going to a Death Grip show is apparently kind of a gamble because they've been known to not show. Oh, um, yeah. So I got lucky. Unfortunately. Yeah, it was an amazing show. I saw Death Grips at a fucking EDM music festival called Buku like two years ago where like every other artist playing was a very popular modern producer, like DJ slash producer. And then they had like a side stage area or like they, they, had mul they have multiple stages at these things. But then they had like Death Grips was playing in like the warehouse stage at this festival. And like they had like they put up like signs being like, this is going to be very different than everything else tonight. Right. <laughs> I was so out of place and so fun to see them perform there. This is like two years ago. Like I scared don't away like, all the like bitches. Half the kids, half the kids had no idea what was going on. It was so interesting to see them in such an out of place, you know, festival. Like the only other time, only thing else I can compare it to was I went to go see just a very typical Asbury Park festival. There's some fucking band like I don't fucking know Bleachers or whatever was playing, and a bunch of other Bleachers esque <laughs> bands, and then Clams Casino was at it. Like, Hell yeah! That was like crazy. Very jealous. That was. Uh, it's all. It's so fun when they have these festivals, and then there's like one band that's or one producer or artist or whatever that's very extremely out of place, and it's like it's always like a, it's not just like slightly out of place. It's extremely out of place, and it's it's so fun to see those rifts in reality occur once in a while. So, Death Grips, phenomenal live. I mean, how were they for oh you? Oh my gosh, the the energy was. Yeah, right. Was, so, uh, fun. so fun. So yeah. fun. Alex, so, uh, yeah, have, and Zach wasn't even there. Oh, on, really? Well, yeah, I think it was just it was just MC Ride and the the other guy. Uh, mm. uh, but still, it was incredible. Still <laughs> fucking incredible. Alex, Sio uh, Mata Vision says, my question is, what was the inspiration behind Dream Sequence? <laughs> that song is so layered to me. Um, hard to say. I I 
wanted to do a proper follow-up to New Wave Hallucinations, but I wanted to do it more like the style that I was used to doing. More layered, more involved, uh, just more psychedelic. Um, New Wave was kind of my introduction into, you know, doing Vaporwave. Gotcha. Um, and, and with Dream Sequence, I really wanted to make it my own, if that makes it makes any sense it does no it does make a lot of sense it's you know you have you know everybody when they're making music has their own specific way of approaching it right and their own specific personality that they're going to inject into it so yeah. you know when we first make something you know we're playing around with ideas and textures and we're you know you know sometimes after we do it the first time we're like okay i think i, I get a handle technically on how i want to do this now how do i make it my own exactly i think that's what every artist strives to do personally right right yeah no uh, with dream sequence i just kind of I think I was wanting to make like the spaciest record that I I had done thus far. It is um, extremely like it's a journey. It's like watching a film. All of your fucking albums are, but that one especially is like it's yeah, the ad it's album. cinematic. Very good yeah. album. Thank you. Yeah, it's I'll, a fucking I'll, experience. I'll be lucky if I can ever hold a candle to that one in the future. But <laughs> oh, oh you. never go- <laughs> You know, you we we know everything is its own journey. Everything is its own own um, personality. You know, every every album or song that we make or art that we produce has its own special spirit involved in it, and it shouldn't a, be compared. You know, I was in a very different headspace that year. I think it was like what 2014 or something like that. I spent. Was it that? It was late? a while back. I, I feel like 20, it was 2013. That's the one that came out on Amdis, right? It might have been 2014, but it was either that or 2013. But yeah, long time uh, ago. New it way, new way it's funny how long ago that is now. You're right, New funny Wave. That's that the Amdis one. My bad. Crazy that it's so long ago. But yeah, like that can't even believe year, it. I was like very sleep deprived, which I think kind of just bled into the music and what I was working on. You know. Mm -hmm. just, oh, you, uh, you, uh, you. Nobody hustled like. And, yeah. Oh, nobody, nobody hustled like Alex did back then. Man, you, you had your art, you're putting it out there, you believed in it, you're getting it done, and I could, it's easy to see that you were clearly not getting much sleep. <laughs> like, no. You know, and I imagine that probably influenced so the art in the best stuff. possible way, too. Yeah. It's hard to keep yeah. up that pace forever. I think that people don't always realize that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you I know, don't know you... how I found the time to do that or how I found the time to do Warp Zone, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was followed up not long after. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Our mixtape with all that beautiful art to, and theme going on with it. To backtrack to that, uh, um, you know, that was never supposed to be a four-hour mix. It, originally, it was going to be like an hour or something. And once I started working on it, it just got out of hand. And, I love that. You know, there was, more, <laughs> there was just more and more I wanted to include. And I, yeah. I remember, I think I downloaded like 90-something game soundtracks off of some blogs. Yeah, I, I remember listening to that, and I just even remember the first like three minutes of it and like being like sensory overload and being like, I had to turn it off and be like, okay, I got to actually sit down and listen to this because I was just trying to multitask. Yeah. I, I had that on while I was, I, was, I was in residency at the time, and I was like doing some work for that, and so I'd put that on in the background, but like I couldn't get any work done because I had to focus so much on this. I'm like, oh wow, this is this is crazy. <laughs> like, I've this been is, told is I've, this... been, I've been told it's good for road trips. I, I know it's very good for road trips. Oh yeah, I think that you use you use the phrase out of hand to describe it. I'm like, yeah, it's out of hand in the best possible way of saying that phrase. <laughs> you know, Thanks. it's I... it's obvious that you put a lot of work into it, and yeah, you know, I don't know if people 
can sometimes people don't realize like how much work goes into this stuff. You know, it's really funny when it just like pops up on like you know your feed for some kind of social media, but like behind that feed is someone working constantly. <laughs> you know, you should right. see the multi-track for it. Oh, I bet oh, it's insane. God, I fathom. Oh, it, it constantly <laughs> crashed my computer. I think. Oh, it, it did. Like, like it crashed the program at least. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, uh, oh man, the struggle's real. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, man. Um, out the other Alex Pacific Plaza. Alex asks if you can talk about how the VHS version of that one album that um, Maggie Dot Wave did all the visuals for and released recently. Yeah. How did that oh, whole well, thing come? Wave, by the Me way. too. Shout Me out to too. them. Shout out uh, to them. How did that come together? Shout out to Maggie. He he killed it. Um, oh, uh, he was just a big fan of that the album, and I, I guess you know he reached out to me years back. It, it was um, he'd been working on it for like two years. You know, he had an idea that he wanted to you know do a visual movie for it and i was just like you have my blessing and i'll help you any way i can right and i wound up like oh it took forever but i i sent him i went through the entire album and basically sourced ev um, any sample you know that i could with youtube right. link whatever else wow. anything i could provide him um that would help with it and god he knocked it out of the park he really did. Apparently, I'm told he found some samples that even you couldn't find, like little vocal I think snippets. So. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I think there were some things he found that I was super impressed that he dug as deep as he did because right. I couldn't even. Yeah, there was some things I couldn't even find, but you know, yeah. What a cool guy. Very yes, and he was electronic on it, and god damn it, he didn't even say hi to me. I would really <laughs> like to meet him. Uh, he's really tight with like yeah. Sev and a handful of other people, and uh, he seems extremely cool. He seems kind of reclusive, but yeah. extremely cool. Yeah, and he's, he runs his label too. Uh, what's the name of the label? I forget. But it's got some good. Stuff. I, I know he recently changed his moniker. He's he's not Maggie.Wave anymore, so I don't know what he is now, he's but. Does somebody in the chat know the moniker? If they do, that would be helpful. Yeah, that would be. And we actually have another question. I'm sorry, the questions are coming on, like, really rapid fire today. Strip Silence has a good one. Do you regularly make new music all the time, or do you go through times where you have block? Also, yep. is there anything you do to get in the mood to make music? That's a good question. Um, I, I do have plenty of blocks. This past couple of years, there's been a lot of... Um, blocks i've just been really busy with other well, you stuff. know you have a life too like that's yeah. the other thing i think that people don't always realize is like well a lot of us start doing this 10 years ago now. like when yeah. we're kids when i started out you know i was in high school and then in my 20s oh you know, too cool I, just, I could get get off of work go home and just work until the wee hours of the morning you know but things change and that's fine um but yeah it it I do have to be in a certain mode um, to sit down and actually start working on stuff. Um, I'm inherently lazy. Most, <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, uh, a lot of times I just want to, you know, watch YouTube or just sit down or take a nap or something these days. But uh, well, you have a full-time job. You have a family. You know. Yeah. All these other things. Yeah. Like, do you sleep? I would, I, I'm trying to get more sleep. I got to be better about that. I'm trying to be good to myself. I, you know better mm -hmm. uh, good for sure yeah, i can't good for you can't live out my entire life being totally sleep deprived um but 
Yeah, um, it, it's it's slow moving these days. Um, I kind of, you know, I, I'm slow as molasses. Um, <laughs> but when I put out something, I'm gonna make sure it's you know quality. It's and, up to uh, your I've standards. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I've got a lot of stuff in the works too. It's just been, you know, slow. Well, you know, the, the difficult thing can be sometimes is that when we do something that is you know, that we're very proud of and is received very well, it sometimes can become a difficult thing to think, okay, well, what do I do next sometimes? True. Yeah, and especially when I difficult. get, like, you know, uh, Dream Sequence was pretty popular. I never expected that to, like, blow up the way it did. So, you know, obviously there's a standard that's been set, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm not just trying to pump out just some whack shit that I didn't spend any real time on, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's tough. It's tough but, because, you know, what? sometimes you know, we, we, we gauge ourselves against the standard that we create for ourselves, and a lot of us have pretty high standards, and if something clicks really well with people, we're like, okay, good. That's great, but, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to ruin the legacy of something I've done before right? by something that I don't, that I, uh, you know, that that isn't fully fleshed out. You know what I mean? I want, whatever I do next, I want it to be very good as well. It's, you know, yeah. it's just the way that some of us are. Going forward from here on out, I plan on focusing a lot more on <clears throat> putting out uh, original material or working on original material. And very there will cool. Be a new, there will be a new release uh, soonish. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, it's I, ready. Get the spent, rest of your life. Yeah. I spent, honestly, I spent the last like year and a half just banging out remixes for people. I've been on remix duty for. That's funny. As long I've as been I've on remix ever. duty a lot too. <laughs> yeah. And, same, and I love same doing year. remixes. It's fine, but at some point I gotta probably put out another album. I, I've so been on remix <laughs> duty and single duty myself. That's that's what I've been up to. I've I put out about it's like better than four nothing, remixes dude. for people. Yeah. Well, yeah, and every time I do the I mean, remix, you guys are I pretty good try at to it. make it my own, my own, my own vision of it. You know what I mean? It's right. still my my music with someone else's music, basically. But you know, an album is a statement piece, right? right. That's a big difference yeah. between a single and remixes and an album. An album is like you know the, the remixes and the singles are th are things you do to you know <clears throat> keep yourself busy, keep yourself you know uh, you know fresh, and to keep your your, your skills uh, intact, and to you know put yourself out there and to express yourself a little bit. But it's an album is a statement piece, right? An album is is you know you, you've got something to say, you've got a vision that you want to put out there and project to people. So this is a bit different, right? That's difficult. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And with the, <laughs> I don't know with the the remixes, like I've just been lately given such great opportunities that I can't I feel like I can't pass up on. You know, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, that, that's what I've been doing. But uh, I'm hoping to kind of break away from that. I'm gonna have to get used to telling everybody no <laughs> this next year. Oh yeah, you got to do that. Well, Anxiety of the Spectacle has a good question in relation to that. They want to know if you have like a prince-like vault of unreleased stuff you're sitting on. Uh, I wish I could say I, I did, but um, I actually put out that that Seagate compilation was. Kind yeah everything that is a terrifying album it's 360 tracks and i think 24 hours long um, yeah and that was basically everything from the vaults the um, mesh just, super fan album rather than harp over like how to put it out you know in what manner i yeah. was release all that i figured i would just 
dump at all. And that was around the same time that Apex Twins was doing his uh, big SoundCloud dump, dump, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where he was putting out all his old material. And so that was kind of an inspiration there. It's just Very like, cool. It's either going to sit and fester on my hard drive, or I can put it out there. And uh, that's what I did. So, you know, and that only goes up to 2014 or so. So there's a, a, a handful of, you know, um, tracks that have never come out that will eventually on probably one of those compilations that I've been putting out lately. I've been doing those uh, archival series. I don't know if you're familiar, but... Uh, yeah, there's still stuff in the vaults to be released. I think what it's good to put out. I think it's great to just put out the stuff that you haven't released rather than try and figure out how to rework it a little bit because maybe you've got like different things you want you you think about now that you know you sometimes you have these old songs you're like this is a good song but like man i wrote it a long time ago and if i wrote it now i, I might write it similarly but i add a few different things or i produce it slightly differently because i've got some new tricks now but oh, yeah. you know it's just best i think to just like you know what fuck it let's just release all this stuff it'll force me to make some new things oh i mean speaking of which i have like probably hundreds of unrecorded songs like that i have not even i mean you know i, I started mm. on them and then abandoned them and yeah i you know, I always wish I could come back to them, spruce them up, and put them out. But you know, who has time for that? With time, yeah, it almost comes. You know, behooves you to just make something new, right? Yeah, I gotta pick and choose how I spend my time. You know, so I'd rather focus on new material than. That's a good lesson for everybody, you know, to pick and choose how you spend your time. You know, we're, we only have so much energy, and we're only here for so long, right? So. It's kind of interesting to figure out what you do with that time and where you put your energy and what you want to leave behind, what you want to put out there and share with people. Yeah. Question for you, Alex. When you're listening to a song, what is something that would like totally ruin the song for you? Um, I don't want to say to ruin it. I, I, the first thing that came to mind was loud abrasive noises coming out of nowhere. Mm-mm-mm. But at the same mm. time, kind of appreciate the ballsiness of of such a thing I, I don't know there's a couple uh, songs from electronic artists that you know I, I love where they've just completely just bombard you with like noise out of nowhere sometimes that can kind of take you out of it but uh, right. um, at the same time I think it's kind of like a clever little prank like when at the end of like usually like a closing track for an album like in like an alternative or like shoegaze album there'll be just like crazy harsh noise in the like bonus part of the song and it's like why'd you guys do that yeah i mean i respect it but why (laughs) i don't take anything too seriously which is why like i ended with the end of dream sequence is wayne and garth talking about the Bugs, the whole Bugs Bunny line from Wayne. Yeah, if, if Bugs, you ever attracted when Bugs oh, Bunny dresses up like that. a woman? Yeah. Yeah. When Bugs so Bunny dresses random. up like a woman? Yeah. <laughs> it's so random, and I don't even know why I did it, but there it is. And I don't know. I'm sure that would probably have people <laughs> scratching their heads who've never heard it before. I don't know. <laughs> well, you always include some really random shit, like the anyone, anyone from Ferris Bueller. Like, yeah. you're. I, I imagine you take like like just. What YouTube videos, actual movies, songs, fucking whatever, and just you're like a sound collage artist. I swear to God. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's where like a lot of the negative land influence I can see right there with it, and also the humor too that negative land kind of has as well, the irony and such. 
And yeah, I think I'm your... funnier in my music than I am in real life. <laughs> <laughs> your music has a very like like delirious effect on the listener. I feel like, but but like in a funny way, kind of like watching like an '80s body horror film. It's like yeah. this is funny, uh, but yeah. like my stomach is turning a little bit, but in the best possible way. Yeah, that's like how I. That's why I think you'd like that uh, Omega Mart. Um, oh yeah, at, absolutely. Uh, at Meow Wolf, it's 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 very much that sort of thing, in the yeah. way that the uh, the what the, the products that they have and the descriptions that they have of the products and how strange they are. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I, I kind of got a very uh, Adult Swim sort of Tim and Eric. I would say that. Vibe going. And as a huge Tim and Eric appreciator, I appreciate that aspect of your art. So let me ask, when did you decide uh, that you, you know you went from appreciating music and even playing music to thinking, I think I'd like to start working in bands or making my own music? When did you, do you remember when you started to think that way? Um, well, when I started working on electronic music or experimenting, you know, with sound via various programs, Cakewalk Sonar and you know, cool at it back in the day. I was still. Oh, um, I forgot. I was just about to ask. I was just about to ask. What did you start with? Like Acid Labs or, or Cakewalk? Yeah. Cakewalk Sonar. I remember was the first thing. I don't remember a thing about it. I haven't used it in 20 years. But uh, uh, cool, cool at it. Um, Pro Two has been my main go-to um, for a couple decades now. I still use it. I use a variation of that really? for teasers and stuff that I make, and it, it, it works. Damn it, it works. I used it when I was working in radio industry, and it solid software. It is, and I, I'm really uh, scared that one day, you know, I'm going to have to upgrade my operating system and it's not right. going to work more. It's, it's so cool to hear these, like, oh, prolific producers like you that use these versions of programs that many people would consider, like, archaic or like they are dare i say entry level mm -hmm. almost and you make these wonderful works of art like there's some pretty big names out there that have admitted to using programs that yeah stuff that that you know i guess the professionals would the professionals would uh you know, i mean hey, try to rake you over the exactly use whatever works for you if you can master it and you can still accomplish what you're trying to do then I don't see anything wrong with that. And yeah. then again, you know, I still wish I had the time to, like, expand a little bit. You know, um, Ableton's been on my list forever. I just haven't really found the time to sit right. down and, and learn it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, a big fear, the, the big fear for all producers in general is that, you know, you learn a system and a bunch of plugins very well. And that there's this fear that you're going to update the operating system, or you're going to buy a new computer, and now all your plugins aren't going to work, or your system isn't going to, or the or the or the the, the, you know, the DAW that you use isn't going to operate anymore on that pro program system. You know, it's like the yeah. biggest fear, and it's happened to me before. Like I have a bunch of like skeleton lipstick songs from the past that like I can't load properly on my new computers anymore because the plugins don't exist. Oh no! So, wow. <laughs> like, or the plugins have been updated. Like I used to have a bunch of like Isotype, uh, early Isotype. Um, uh, plugins that like I don't that don't have like Spectron doesn't exist anymore and I used to use that for a lot of like returns and sends for some of the synthesizers and like those like echoes I can't get back ever again now if I Damn. try to like uh, load that load that project file and I'm like motherfucker like that's like, fucked I up that's like 
Well, you can't get them anymore. I can't even find them anywhere. That's, I can't load uh, them on really the computer. So now, like, I, I, it was one of the reasons why I use hardware so much. It's because I'm yeah. like, oh, this will always work. That'll like, never change. It's just, it's just, it's just sound files. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, it's could... like a big fear. And that's like, I understand that. I was like, I'm going to update my operating system now. The thing that I use to make music that I work so well with will not operate anymore. And then I'll be lost. You know, I hate that shit. And I think that's a fear that every producer goes through, unless they're an extremely professional person. Just like, keep, get a new know. computer, keep one, and just keep the old operating system on there. Yeah, uh, that's like that's what I want. That's what I'm gonna do with this computer I have right now. If I ever get a new computer, like I'm still keeping this laptop. I, I still right. use this laptop to make most of my stuff on. But otherwise, we'll will as long to, as possible. We'll just have to learn to start start from scratch. Maybe I'll just become like a, a folk artist or something. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Well, it's not like that, your guitar is ever gonna update. Guess I can just kind of break out the guitar again now. Well, right. this is this this part of my career is over, I suppose. Like Guess that's another an operating system update. It's <laughs> another thing I gotta learn is the guitar. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, do it. Do you 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 don't you want to learn to play guitar? I would like is to it, have the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I would love it. I'd be. I'd I be tried and it's hard as shit. Time, it's not. It's I don't fine. Have the, finger coordination for it. It's hard as shit, man. You gotta memorize all these different positions for your finger and then, like, do it quickly. I It's a whole part of your brain. I don't know how you guys, like, activated that. That's, um, that's an instrument I do know how to play, but I haven't played it in a long time because I started making the electronic music and just more options, yeah. you know, to make sound textures with, right? right. You know, I'm and, like, the thing about the... guitar... What's that? Oh, so I was getting, uh, I'm pretty good with the kazoo. There you go, man. <laughs> Phenomenal. I hope to, I can't wait to hear that album coming up I'm soon. I'm just yes, saying, be, yeah. You could uh, feature on Lux album. on uh, harmonica. She could play a mean harmonica, just saying. Wait, there Lux plays go. a mean harmonica? Lux plays a mean, tiny harmonica necklace. I've oh, got a, really? She's got, got a whole case harmonica. Of, uh, of harmonicas from my, uh, my late father-in-law, and... Uh, I, I don't I feel like I'm pretty good at it. I've never, you know, <laughs> had any lessons or anything. I just I can kinda pull the tune on it. I don't know. So hey, maybe, wow. maybe maybe I'll put out there the you go. harmonica slash kazoo album at some point. I'll probably do like a bunch of covers. Start a Patreon and make people pay like fifteen dollars to have access to all the uh, harmonica covers. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Wait. So did you play in bands? Did you play drums in bands before you were playing electronic music, or did yeah, you just play bands. drums for? No, oh, I was in. Okay. I was in three different bands, like starting when I was like thirteen year, years old in '97. Yeah, yeah. That's too cool, um, man. I mean, my first band. It wasn't. We weren't really any good, but it it got me into you know, uh, you know that's where I learned to get comfortable playing on stage. Um, although I will say it's a lot easier when you've got other guys up on the stage with you because it takes some of yeah. the focus off of you. Um, I'm, you know, I get I get kind of uh, jittery when I'm up there by myself. Electronicon, oof, I had to, you know, there was a lot well, you, of nerves there. You had you had our buddy up there with you though, doing yeah, visuals. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. Mike was up there and he killed yeah. it. He, he was he's a lifesaver, seriously. Yeah, he was fun. You guys, it was great. Oh, I your your performances, I thought was one of the was was one of my favorites. I thought it was a really fun vibe, and it was. Oh, uh, I thought you had a really great uh, crowd control. You know what I mean over the entire audience. Like that was a great set, and it went in 
the exact places it should for the exact places for the exact times during the set. Do you know what I mean? When there was a good time for it to break for a moment and build the tension, it happened and have some ambience, yeah. and then the, the beats would come in at the right times and the audience would respond. Yeah, I thought it was a, you know, for someone who doesn't do a lot live. I don't know, man. I thought it was great, and I thought you know it was, this was clearly someone who has definitely performed in other things live. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I just I had an idea of what I wanted to do. There was a lot of planning involved. Um, I miss that, but isn't there? I'm told like a clip of your daughter saying like I don't know. I think this music kind of sucks or something like that at the beginning. That was. Um, or am I thinking of something think, else? Oh, that was the Halloween live stream. I oh, okay. My oh, that bad. was really fun. That or, was a great goth set, by the way. Who, I remember that. Vapor Space Madness. Yeah, Vapor Space Madness. That was a lot of fun. I love doing Halloween themed events. Very um, cool. Yeah, that's my favorite time of year. I did so. the uh, pre roll. I did a like a ten minute DJ set for the pre roll. Didn't oh, get to cool. see your set. I'm gonna have to dig it up it's on a YouTube. Fun one. It's I'm a probably fun gonna one. put out a bunch of codes on Thursday for it. So you should. It's fun. You should. That's I think great. It's that's already a great idea. free. It's already free, but I'll just, whatever. Hey, tis tis the season once again, right? Right. So, um, uh, Pacific Plaza, Alex wants to know the name of your very first band that you were in. It was uh, Execrate. 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 This is a metal band, I'm assuming, yes? E-R-A-T-E. Yes, it was. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I was in that group for about two to three years. Mm -hmm. My second band was Nemesis. 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 I like that. Yeah, I was in my great. I was in my late teens, early twenties when I was uh-huh. in that band. And that was around the same time that I started poking around in programs and you know, eventually I was just like, Yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna do the metal scene anymore and I started doing my own stuff, which was wildly different. Mm-hmm. Do you still listen to much metal music or have you largely just kinda moved on <laughs> from that? I listen to some like um this month i've been on a typo negative typo negative oh wow (laughs) yeah which i've always loved typo negative but i thought tis the season you know i've just uh, i get i get i get a hankering to hear october rust (laughs) chris and i were both big fans of like the scram spans like um blood brothers and like page 99 and the locust and stuff so were you much of a fan i mean (laughs) of of what is it were you into the chris he's talking about He's talking about bands like uh, Page 99 or Combat Wounded Veteran or Reversal of Man or Orchid or... Uh, I've never heard of any of those bands. Jerome's before. Dream or... Oh, really? You it's have okay. Already. He's into real metal music. Oh. It'd pay, um, what are other ones? Uh, or Seisha or uh, Hot Cross or... What's some other ones? Well, like anyway, well, Alex is more, I think, more into a lot he, of like, he's more into real and, metal uh, music. Well, isn't it like like the '90s? Probably some of like the like the the no. mid '90s. Do you like stuff like, like ISIS, Jay like, Sue, yeah, Pelican, Converge, Converge, oh. Coalesce, Old Jay Man Stu, Gloom, like like Justin Broderick. Yeah, Justin K. Broderick, Jason. Yeah. Of course, man, and I'm a huge Godflesh fan. Hell yeah! Um, oh, Godflesh is great. Oh hell yeah! But uh, yeah, I mean, I was definitely more. Um, in tune with the, the metal scene in the 90s and maybe early 2000s. I still listen to... Okay. I respect that. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of hardcore bands yeah, like that I mean, came out of New York. Um, the whole uh, Victory Records. Oh, rock, yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Victory Records. 
you know, Earth Crisis, Snapcase, Strife, all that. Oh, Snapcase is great. Uh, yeah. Strife, all these bands. Mm -hmm. Where'd Isaac go? Oh, uh, oh no. Oh, did he use? I don't know. Um, I was always a big fan of Converge, and then any band that was related to Converge in some way, like uh, either like Bane or Old Man Gloom, or um, all these uh, Boston bands too, like Isis, and, and such. Funny you bring up uh, Converge because I never really gave them the time of day. Really? And it just uh. so happens that I have about like thirty Converge releases on my work computer that I need to go through. And oh man! In chronological See, order. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Petitioning the Empty Sky, I think, is still one of my favorite uh, metal, experimental metal albums of all time because it goes in so many directions, and That's it's converged. so fun. What's, uh, Petitioning the Empty Sky is, I believe, their second album? Is it their second one? I think it is. It's either, it's, it might even be their first official, official album. They probably have something right before that. But then um, Forever Came Crashing, I think, is after that. And then is Jane Doe, which is like Jane the big Doe. one for them. Jado's the, the big one for them. Uh, Jado's great, but I really love petitioning the empty sky. That one is is so fun, and it's got so many interesting ideas all over that album. Um, yes. But yeah, so let me ask you though. Uh, so you okay? So you decide to start making the electronic music, and was that basically um, kind of because you started getting into like a you, you were into metal, and then maybe. I'm assuming maybe you saw like some stuff by Aphex Twin maybe and we're like, "Oh, what's this?" and then you start getting into the, you know, the idea of creating stuff electronically. Is, yeah. is I'm wondering like how did where's where's the through line from the metal to the experimental music? Like what was the first thing that you're like, well, "Huh, this is interesting too." Um Aphex Twin was definitely Yeah, cuz I remember seeing like the Come to Daddy video and being like, "Oh, electronic music can be like this." Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I really enjoyed the Come to Daddy video, I guess, before it Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris Cunningham, uh, one of the greatest video directors of all time, did that. Oh, for sure, for sure. And yeah, I was listening. Uh, so, you know, I was introduced, uh, to be honest, um, a big turning point was when I was 15 years old and um, when I dropped acid for the first time uh, with my girlfriend and her sister's and her sister and her boyfriend, we uh, went for a ride at night, and we were driving out along these country roads, and, and we were listening to the Come to Daddy EP, and mm -hmm. so that was the first time I heard it in full, and so that was kind of life-changing for me. Yeah. Um, there's man, like, a like a chaser really, track right after the title that, track, thankfully. That is such a good, like, bridge from, like metal music to that world of electronic music, like that, that EP in general. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I spent my entire, like, the latter half of high school just, like, absorbing everything that Warp Records had to offer, you know, mm -hmm. Warp Canada, um, Autiker, and, and all that stuff, and, you know, it, it just I kind of abandoned everything. I love Warp I Records, <laughs> dude. Um, Droner has a really good question. He mentioned, uh, he actually has, like, two questions. He said, you, don't, you have another project called Zone Eater. Which I already yeah. know is correct. He asked a long time back uh, if you liked the 1984 version of Dune because that's what Zone Eater is kind of sort of referring to, right? Um, also the Final yes. Fantasy worm. Yes, it, it both of those things. Yeah, um, this, I'm going to be a laughing stock when I say this, but I don't believe I've ever actually seen uh, David Lynch's Dune in full. A lot so, of people haven't. Bring on the 
the angry comments now. And, uh. <laughs> you know, and I consider myself a, a David Lynch fan as well. It's just one of those movies that I just have not gotten around to seeing. So, um, but I liked it, the, the whole sandworm thing. Just I don't remember how it came about. Um, it's a really cool name, concept. The the name obviously came from the Final Fantasy. Uh, Final Fantasy six, I think. Or whatever. It was six. Yeah, yeah, he's like a random worm that shows up on that one island, and you can go get. I think yeah. the mime character. Yeah, you get a new character out of there. It's been so yeah. long since I've played it. Um, but I, I don't know. I liked the name a lot. And uh, I, I just always wanted to do a plunderphonic project that sampled, that sourced metal, you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say that the whole Ocean Grunge thing was kind of born out of Zone Eater. It was. Or at least it was influenced kind of by born it. out of that as well. And that's why I went on to work with Steve <laughs> Dogs, too, who I guess coined. That makes a lot of sense. That genre but there, there was also a um a thread on what mm w-a-t mm we are the music makers forum okay um uh this uh, friend of mine had coined this new uh genre death wave death wave that was kind of a spinoff of vaporwave it didn't never really took off but i was really um engaged in that and and the thing was uh one of the main things was to sample a lot of Doom noises, the Doom mm. PC game. Oh, so, hell yeah. Oh. So Zone Eater is kind of just a combination of, like, Doom, Sandworms, Metal. I don't know how it all came together, but... Doom, Sandworms, and Metal. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Dune, Doom. Dune. Dune. Sandworms. Sandworms Dune, and sandworms. Metal. I'll take it. Yeah. I thought I thought you said Doom for a <laughs> moment, like video game Doom. Yeah, yeah. I thought I heard Doom game. as oh, well. Oh, you did say Doom. I okay. Say I like the Dunes and Doom, Doom Sandworms, and Metal. And These that's how you get Death Wave. Yeah, no, if you listen right. to it, got it, got it, guys. That's the, that's the logarithm right there. Yeah, there's Doom samples. Doom with an M all over. All right. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So you got in a little bit of an online tiff not too long ago with uh, somebody outside of our scene. Uh, tell us about uh, what happened with Trapped. They're just a bunch of fucking dinguses that <laughs> dinguses. went on the yeah. <laughs> They yeah, What I, did you I, say? I, they I ate the fun, eggs? Poke, you know, I just, uh, sometimes I tend to poke fun at the, the far right, right yeah. wing. Or mm -hmm. Especially when they're <laughs> super obnoxious in the way that trap Like super toxic, toxically masculine. Uh, yeah. So I think it was just a little a way to pass the time. Maybe I was bored. Boy, did you too! You were committed. It was so funny to get like that daily I, update. <laughs> I, I I had the singer respond to me a couple times, and they eventually <laughs> blocked me. So I guess mission accomplished. That shit that was, was too oh, funny. Appreciate your your uh, dedication to your political views. They by sing the, way, the well. um yeah, come on, I'll take you on song, right? <laughs> Is that them, or am I thinking of somebody yeah, else? Yeah. Oh my, headstrong, thank you. Oh, Zanrai Kid says you could say Alex was headstrong. God, anytime that song, like, I start thinking about it, it gets stuck in my head. It's the, <laughs> yeah. the worst. It's the worst thing to get stuck in your head. Worst kind of earworm, yeah. Worst kind of earworm. Worst kind of earworm altogether. Yeah. Speaking Let of worms. Let me ask you, when you started making music electronically, did you feel like, oh wow, this is opening up a whole new world for me? And um, did you feel like, 
you know, I've been looking to express something about myself for a long time, and I, I wasn't quite sure what the medium to do that was. And then when you started working with this stuff, did it feel like, ah, like this is this is what I'm supposed to do? This it, is it, a, a way for me to make my voice heard. Yeah, definitely, because it was mm. totally personal. It was me. It was just coming from me and what I wanted to do. And uh, I took it very seriously early on, even mm. when I, you know, nobody knew who I was in the MySpace days, really. Um, mm -hmm. But I took it very seriously. And, you know, I, I used to, gosh, it was my, my demise in, in college, first couple semesters in college, all I could think about was, you know, working on music and this, my whole college experience got completely derailed. Wow. Because yeah, I was so focused on that. Uh, what, what happened in college? Well, I was, I mean, I was supposed to be over at U of L for visual arts. I came, I went to high school and I was in a visual arts magnet. And um, okay, that's interesting. I think I, I didn't did... know you came from a visual arts background. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. I, 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 earlier in the, earlier in our discussion, I was, I was mentioning about like, you know, just how clean and engaging the, uh, you know, the imagery is for your album art. And like, yeah, I even remember like seeing your album art the first time. I'm like, this shit is. Well, this is fucking this is slick like i remember even like seeing like the dream sequence cover i'd be like this is slick as fuck like uh, this is an aesthetic right here like this i don't even know what i'm looking at exactly like this could be anything from like so when i look at the dream sequence cover or, or the new wave blues nations cover like this could be an advertisement for anything from like uh, a sound system commercial to like a beauty product Mm -hmm. <laughs> like like uh, a new piece of electronic equipment, you know what I mean? Like it's like that's what was so interesting about that album art cover was like how fluid it could be for anything, and I didn't know what the fuck it was or what N mesh meant. Like it right? could be any kind of product, you know? It what grabs I mean? your yeah. eye. And the best like, part is the is font. Slick. Yeah, and that's why I remember, I remember thinking like this is slick as fuck, and I'm like, oh, the man. I appreciate that. Like um, the, originally that cover. Uh, round, okay, got some. That's interesting. Oh, I yeah, um, you're good. The, the the dream sequence cover, basically, that was just the thumbnail to the title track, dream sequence. When I uploaded to SoundCloud, like uh, you know, months and months before the album came out, and I just I kind of took a liking to it. I thought it was very striking. Yeah. And so I I, I kind of went with that, you know. Oh, the, the, the all the all the album covers, the new evolutionists, like they once again, like they do, like it looks like it is fun amalgamation of like it could this could be a lot of different things like this could be calling back to a lot of different types of uh visuals i've seen in the past for products i never understood you know what i mean and so that's what was great about it so so you came from a visual arts magnet school and then you were going to do that in college too is this correct correct yeah and then uh my first year over at uofl um i guess i waited too long um as far as registering for art classes and first semester I had zero art classes and I was just kind of overwhelmed with everything uh, you know the classes I did have and I was just you know putting all my focus into music when yeah. I really should have been art probably concentrated yeah yeah and I'm so, so glad I wound, up, I wound up dropping out after a semester and then uh, took a semester off worked for a little while went back decided to give it another go and the same thing happened all over again oh the same thing happened again Damn. oh my gosh again did and you then, feel is you did you did you just lean more into music after that happened again where you're like you oh, know complete. what maybe this isn't for me this isn't completely. for this isn't my path yeah. yeah my parents were just like well you just got to get a job or something 
go. It's been working life ever since. It's been working life ever since. I mean, it's very difficult. Honestly, we tell people to kind of know what you want to do at the age of like 18 or 19. Yeah, That's crazy. Not feasible and then we're like, all right, oh, there's your track. You're like, oh, man, I don't even like I'm, bar- I'm barely an adult. And I have to pick what I'm going to do forever. I really it's wanted crazy. to be a camp counselor. <laughs> right. But it's funny. I'm doing what I always wanted to do as far as the music goes. I'm just mm-hmm. just not making a living off of it. Um, yeah. Right. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Um you know, I'm lucky that I've got the audience I have now. It's amazing. Yeah, and that's I'm amazing to have. Struggling all this, it's it's hard, but you know, I if I could just do it full time, oh my gosh, it'd be so much more prolific. Right. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, so a handful of the artists have done that. They've quit their day jobs and they have like fan know, clubs or yeah. patreons, and I know that they're really stressed. I mean, I know tech and techs had to take a little I mean, break, and you know. Yeah, it, so I, I respect that. For me, I would be more willing to give that a shot, but it's different, you know, when you've got a family. And you got a family. It you is. Know what I mean? yeah. You know, you need health insurance for everybody. You and, do for sure. And for sure. So yeah, it's just one of those things. So um, I mean, so I, I think it's amazing that you balance the two as well as you have. You absolutely. Know what I, mean? I appreciate that's it. That's extremely, extremely admirable. Do you know what I mean? And. Thank um, you. You know, it's a beautiful thing to make this music and to have an audience for it, and uh, it's it's fascinating. And not many people get that opportunity to to be appreciated this way. And to have like the thing about the vaporwave community is like these are like people who really appreciate a lot of interesting music. Like these people, you know, a lot of people. Nobody, you know, remember like nobody really came to vaporwave because it didn't exist. Like everyone came to it because they'd already were listening to a lot of interesting music, already had pretty phenomenal taste in music, right? And so it's like. You can like make music that connects with people in this world. Wow, that's pretty impressive because those people have listened to a lot of cool music. They have very good taste in music. You know what I mean? That's a that's a really really great accomplishment to have under to have is to like to speak to people and to connect with people who already listen to a lot of really good music. You know what I mean? To be on their roster of, of artists they like is is tremendous. And wow. hey, I have a question. Since you're you know you're early, obviously, you know you're at the be- you're another guy from the beginning of the scene, like myself, and like like Isaac too, actually. And do you remember how weird that was? Like the first time that you're like started getting friend requests on Facebook from people that you never met before, but maybe you saw them pop up <laughs> in like Facebook Facebook groups and yeah. stuff, right? Like you were like. I just remember back in the day, like, you know, we'd make like little music videos for our songs because maybe it was more likely that Block would post our music if we had a music video to go along with it. Yeah. So, like, and I had more time you to do, do that, that back then. But... Send it to like well, fucking Mateo or whatever on Chillwave, Hypnagogic yeah. Pop, Glowfies, like, you know, and then he'd post you and then you'd Hi-hi post, uh, your... yeah, exactly. And like, a hi hi whoopee. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Oh, man. Or Japanese yeah. blogs and stuff, right? <laughs> and like, uh, the. Oh shit, he's roboting. Yeah, and posted he's... to see someone else you kind of recognized, like another person that would get posted, and be like, "Oh, I saw Mirror Kisses get posted on another Facebook group." That was it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, "I saw Surfing, or I saw Mesh, or I saw Auto, or I saw Topaz Gang," and like in the same like thing as me, in like another. Fa- and then eventually, someone just friend requests you one day on Facebook, and like I was so weird. And I remember the first time that happened, being like, "Oh, I guess this is the thing we're gonna do now, huh?" Yeah. And. uh how fun. How crazy was that when that first, what did you think when that first started happening? Like you, you, you look like you like leaned right into it. Oh, I did completely. Cause... Yeah, you're like, holy shit, like we're doing this now, I yeah, guess. You've always been like, pretty social. I remember reaching out yeah, to you like, super early on back when I was running TNM and Square Dance and you responded right away and that was super cool. 
I still remember those compilations that you put out, yeah. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Back when mixes um, were cool and blogs. Back when blogs Nobody back when does blogs that anymore. Were cool. Yeah, remember I just remember like blogs would really like everyone was gonna start their own blog. And like I remember the first time I put out music thinking like if I could just get one person to write about me, like everything else I ever do is gonna be extra. You know? Yeah. And like I don't know, man. Was, what did you think when that first started happening? Were you like, "Wow, look at I this!" Was. this is... It was. Uh, it was a super exciting time back then. Mm -hmm. God, it's crazy. It's so long ago, but like you know, artsy music came yeah, out. Yeah, shout out artsy channel. And the first they posted up uh, "Leaving Hollywood" off a of new wave of hallucinations, and I remember that morning I woke up to that and I saw it, and I was just like, "Holy shit, I've made it!" <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like, oh wow, this is the thing, and yeah. like, then all of a sudden, like your 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 inbox in, on Facebook has got like all these people like friending you, and they all seem pretty cool. And you're like, look at this guy's pretty cool too. Oh wow, right. he makes music as well. Like, I wonder what. Oh wow, like let me. They so, seem pretty cool. I was so just enamored with um, vaporwave early on, and like when I used to call it, I used to call it echo jams before I even knew that the. You know, well, we didn't have the word for it for a right? long time. You right, know? right. We didn't have that word right away. Yeah, I mean, like, I stumbled across, you know, one of, like, probably a lot of people did back then, one of Tricks Point Never's uh, Sunset Court channel. Yeah, yes, beautiful. me too. And Nobody then just here. Like, yeah, you would see, like, the way yeah. here or Demerol. Demerol. Or, uh, you and know. the one that sampled yeah. <laughs> uh, Roger Troutman's Emotions. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, um, End of Life Entertainment scenario End number two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I just remember, or like the, uh, was it the Fleetwood Beautiful. Mac sample? Like, baby, please don't mm -hmm. go. Angel. I'll miss you when yeah. you're gone. Angel. You know that? Angel. Yeah. Those Angel. Videos. Angel, not baby. Thank you. Angel, please don't go. Thank those, you. Those um, videos were key in yes, getting me into so key. So, yeah, I just yeah. was, I stumbled across those videos probably, you know, watching Boards of Canada or something, videos on YouTube. And they were off to the side, you know, in the recommended mm -hmm. uh, videos. And I remember that's how I found Macintosh Plus, you know, yep. all this stuff. And it's just uh, everything changed after that. Mm -hmm. That's a really cool yeah. early experience, man. My first introduction mm -hmm. was 18 Carat Affair. Thanks to um, yes. Scott uh, Hansen, Tycho's art blog, ISO 50. And I didn't know what it was called. I just called it Lo-Fi Synthwave because it was 2011. And I was like, eh, I don't know what this is. But I also thought it was all original compositions because a lot of Dennis's stuff is. Um, but then when I went on to hear... He does. Uh, when I went on to listen to like Dreams West and stuff, I was like, oh man, these people are really, really... Oh, Dreams West. Like Obviously. I thought it was all original because I didn't grow up listening to a lot of that music. LMAO. Yeah, I remember, I remember listening to VHS Head, and then from VHS Head, oh like, getting, man, like, see the other stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Alex, question for you: What is your favorite live show that you've attended? <laughs> um, I saw Apex Twin in uh, New York uh, or in Brooklyn a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, that wasn't too long ago. Yeah, that wasn't too long ago. I don't. What, it's either that or um, Flaming Lips. Oh, that's probably okay. a really fun show live. I've never seen them live before. I bet they're Flaming so fun. Flaming Lips though. are so much fun. I just I can't recommend it enough. If, if anybody gets a chance to see them live, <laughs> it's going to be a good time. AFX Twin yeah. and Flaming Lips. Yeah, they're up there. I'm sure I'm leaving out. Very some, cool. Yeah. You're kind of an interesting guy, well, Alex. When it comes to like, like you getting into a band, like you, when you get into a, a band or a producer, you sort of go through their their entire discography. Yeah, <laughs> like, I do. I, I've noticed that with you. That when you start, 
you really get into something, you're like, you'll like, you make it a point to listen to everything they've ever released. I, that's a thing that's come about in the past couple of years. I just started going on uh, these Spotify binges, yeah. you know, and I go back to a lot of artists that I've always loved or appreciated, but I never maybe heard their full discography. And so I just go back and start at the beginning and, you know, it's a mm -hmm. way of educating myself, I guess. I wish yeah. I was better at that. I bounce around all the time. Like there's so many artists that I love that I haven't heard all of their discography yet. Even artists that don't have particularly large discographies. I think I have like musical ADD or something. I think what's fascinating to me is um, witnessing the musical evolution of a band that's been around for so many True. years, decades. Yes. You know, Big Flaming Lips, for instance. They started off, you know, they were a punk band. And, you know, mm. almost a completely different, not a completely different lineup, but almost. And, you know, they've been around 30 years and just to you know just to witness where they started off and just see where they ended up is just pretty fascinating in my opinion one joke we kind of have running is that um there's no need for the zodiac when you could just tell us your favorite animal collective album <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because i just did i just did a binge did you do a deep dive girl. what's your favorite animal oh, collective I, album I, I just i just i just didn't want to hear that uh, one for sure boy i'm not sure you know Okay, so fair enough. That I retained. Um, what's the one that everybody likes? But uh, probably Meriwether Post Pavilion. I enjoyed that. That might have been my favorite. I don't know if that's basic. Or my right. Girls is a banger, no, dude. I don't care how basic too. it is. That's I love that too. song. Yeah, yeah Sung Tongs is going to be too. my personal favorite as a whole, but, you know, My Girls I will slaps. say, with the beginning of Animal Collective, it was iffy for me. Um, yeah. Some of, those uh -huh. early, some of those early releases, the sound quality was just grating to my ears it was bad mm -hmm. it i didn't want to say bad but it, it was like, <laughs> was like you're nicer than me or what but you know eventually you know it, it, it got better everybody starts somewhere right i mean right honestly the stuff they did after merryweather post pavilion oh. i'm not crazy about but i've just moved on i guess maybe once i discovered chill wave it was over everything had to be weird after that yeah. Everything had to be weird. I mean, I, I credit Animal Collective's rise with, um, you know, one of the reasons why music got a little bit better was I, um, yeah, you know, I think I would before, say so. Right, slightly, slightly before that, they started becoming a little bit of like slightly overproduced indie music. Sort of ran the, uh, ran the, ran the, um, you know, the landscape for a while. But I do think that you know the rise of like something like Animal Collective becoming more popular was a big deal. You know, and obviously they started a uh, a label called Paw Tracks, which yeah. was specifically started just to release Ariel Pink's work. You know, not to bring him up these days, but it did have a big influence on a lot of the music that we do today. His influence yeah. is undeniable. Yep. You know, despite everything else back then, you know that was a big deal. I and, do uh, enjoy you know, Ariel Pink music. I do too. I don't know what else to say aside from that. But anyway, right. we can keep moving. We can keep moving on. We can yeah. keep moving on. And um, what other questions do we have for our dear friend Alex right now? Because we're going to start running out of time. Soon. I've got one. I mean, I have. It's, a, it's been an hour and a half. All of the already, questions guys. for Alex. If the chat this wants to sound off a little so bit, please do. But you told me what your. This show always goes so fast, man. I can't. It does. Even... You told me what your favorite live shows were. What are the worst live shows you've been to? <laughs> worst live shows. Worst live shows. Oh, 
I don't know. It's hard to say. I've seen so many. Because um, it's okay to rip on the big guys. Punching up never hurt anybody. You know, we don't punch you know, down here. We punch up. I don't want to... Um, I'm not going to rip on this band because I love this band. I love this group. But it was one of the most disappointing experiences because basically I didn't get to see them. Um, because oh. the venue and where the stage was and the tall people in front of me. But Matmos... I really Oh love. really? Oh no. Oh, oh I don't want to hear that. They they sounded great, but I just couldn't see jack shit. Uh, you know. Well, how tall are you? Five, Probably shouldn't have asked that. Five, I'm like 59. Okay. Cuz your boy's short. I'm 54. So, I can oh, relate yeah. to not being able to see anything. Oh man, it's been a problem. You know, tall people at shows. Yeah, bro. I always get stuck behind like the tallest motherfucker in the place. <laughs> people That's at vaporwave life. shows are exceedingly kind when it comes to that. I've literally <laughs> had people allow me to stand in front of them because of that. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Um, worst show, like worst performance. I, it'd be too hard for me to say. I, I'd have to. <laughs> no, really... that, that's a good answer. We have a bunch of questions that just came through from the chat, and good ones too. Alex okay. asked twice. Pacific Plaza says, Ooh. can Mesh tell us about playing SPF 420 back in the day? Oh, yeah. That's a long time ago. It uh, was. That was that was part of the, the exciting time that was 2013, 2014. Yeah. The, the good old days there. Um, right. Yeah, that was... Uh, I was very stoked to be um, invited to do one of those live streams. I think uh, Otto uh, was on that one. Gosh, a lot of shout people. out to Zach. Absolutely. Yeah, shout out Zach. Zach. Shout out to Zach. And uh, I was hoping to see him here, since he commented on the tweet. Oh, oh did he flake? Yeah, the He's, homie flaked. He, he just he just literally messaged me eight hours ago too. <laughs> We're gonna have to get him on the show. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, definitely have to get Zach on. What, what is sweetheart? Yeah, I got to hang out with him in Seattle. Uh, oh, how oh, fun! Oh man, yeah, I had a work trip. Too cool. And. Uh, He's like he was like the only guy I knew in Seattle, and so we met up, and he took me to my first, um, I guess what he, he he said you're supposed to call it a rec shop, but you know a pot shop. I never right it, when it was legalized, you know, I had never actually walked into a facility. It's and weird, yeah, right? That's, they got security guards and yeah, all I, that stuff. So yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, expensive. It's pretty reasonable to me. It was reasonable to me this weekend in Las Vegas when I went. Yeah. True, true. Slimewire Rex says, when's the next roast of Vaporwave coming out? Man, I've been wanting to do one of those. <laughs> That's why we brought you on, man. We know you got some one. good ones. I think I just, oh, man, over the past several years, I just felt so defeated with there's certain uh, artists uh, in the community where it's just draining my energy i don't know i don't want to name yeah names, there's but, some bad vibes no, you kind of got to avoid and I, I think it's best that you just don't put your energy into it and, and and exactly that's what i just ultimately decided you know not to say that i can't do another vapor wave roast because i feel like i definitely could and i could probably make it pretty humorous but um at the same time i'm not trying to bring people in into the conversation that i don't really care to engage with and you use your energy to make your art to you know keep yourself sane you know what i mean you got a very yeah. stressful life 
you know, you know, use the energy to stay healthy, to make your art, and right. to be positive, and let other people do whatever they want to do. If they want to wallow in the negative energy, they yeah. and you know, the the thing is that the people that do that. I mean, you see it happen. They do that. They do that. They do that. Then they exhaust themselves, and then they mm -hmm. go dark. And then they go dark. You know what I mean? And then they come back and they do it and do it and do it again, and they exhaust themselves again and go dark. And it's, yeah. I, I don't know. know. Quite that's, frankly, and that's I, fine. If that's what they want to do, that's great. Whatever. You know, I feel like you've always had. Want to do. You've always been really good though at poking fun at controversial behavior, without being yeah, like shitty about that. it. You've made it really funny. I mean, you've made some like joke albums ripping on certain people. I I like that stuff. I thought it was funny. I thought it was really well executed. Yeah, my first parody album I did was a split with Zach. We did the double. But yeah. St. Pizza. Oh, that's off. right. I was so funny. That one turned a few <laughs> and heads. That was good natured too. Yeah, it that was, was great. good natured, and strangely enough, it upset some people. But I know. just don't think people understood that you that it was you guys, and this is like your friends. You know what I mean? And it was just yeah. a funny thing to do, and you know, just it Matt, it, 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 was, it was it was it was a. It was a flattering thing to do. Do you know what Matt I mean? Like when you did that. Thought it was yeah, when you're making fun of, of somebody, like that's I'm flattering. Sure Ryan did too. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, Ryan did too. Obviously, like that's that's um that's just good natured fun. It's just friends, ribbing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's my love language, it's, giving it's, people it's, a hard it's, time. It was like, actually it was it was quite adorable. I remember when it came out. I thought it was quite adorable. Thanks. Yeah, it was fun. It was just a fun thing to do in the moment. You know, it was just poking fun at our friends. Uh, you know, not to say there's there's parody albums that um, certain people put out about me. Um, oh yeah, or a little <laughs> bit more vindictive, um, because I think they they felt offended or something about. Something I mean, it's that, just but... sort of funny that that you could possibly even move them that much in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I gotta watch myself because I, I I do have sort of an audience, uh, you know, on Twitter and whatnot, and so I try to tread lightly if I'm poking fun at somebody. You know, I'm not trying to get everybody riled up. Right. You know, I don't want to start a witch hunt necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, I try to not be that way. Um, you know, you know what what people want to do, they can do it. You know, in my opinion, that's fine. Uh, um, the uh, audience, Chris is your roboting bro. It's just whatever energy people want to use is the energy they want to use. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. I'll stop. No, no, no. You're you're okay, not good. You're good now. Sorry, didn't mean to talk over you. <laughs> oh, I'm done. That's fine. You're good. Well, I uh, just wanted to bring up that uh, some people in the chat are asking for hot takes. They want to know what uh, what hot takes or strong opinions uh, you have for them that maybe About. people don't expect or. Uh... So, this, so, so you, they're asking Alex for a hot take about. They, they want some hot right takes from Mesh. Anything in general, so it doesn't have to be like don't have too much pressure on yourself. Anything right. in general, I guess. Then yeah. I'm going to brain fart on this question. You can it's come tough, back to it's it. It's a tough one. You can come yeah, back on it. Like, it's a tough one. Usually a hot take happens when it just strikes you like, oh, you know, you know, this bothers me. This. I'm trying to that. think if there's anything I'm really riled up about. Right like now. like uh, I was complaining about people that release singles or EPs instead of albums. I was complaining about people that delete their work from the internet. I was complaining about people that have, they master their music too loud or too quiet. Like, <laughs> what's something you don't yeah. like or something oh, i don't know you could talk about something you do like i guess here's a hot take maybe it's not a hot take that's no worries what, here's There's a no rules of mine um when people upload their music to Bandcamp and don't capitalize the words the or of 
or <laughs> I. Ever, it's an interesting one. Either make it all caps or capitalize every letter of the song title. Otherwise, I'm going to go in. I'm going to change the tags myself. I change the tags too. Yeah. Except I'm pretty I'm, sure articles and like prepositions are not supposed to be capitalized, sir. Well, whatever. <laughs> That's my hot take. I can totally it. relate to the whole like metadata, just going in there and just like changing it all. I don't yeah. like it when they put like featuring this. I just take this shit off. Here's that. Uh, like, I don't care who you were featuring. Speaking of featuring, this is how anal retentive I am about this. If somebody's got the ft dot, I will literally go in, change the tag tag to f e a t dot. That's funny. So, yeah, it's weird stuff. LMAO Pacific Blas is backing me up. You're not supposed to capitalize D and 2. Well, it doesn't look aesthetically <laughs> pleasing, in my opinion. Hey, um, actually, going back to aesthetically pleasing, I was mentioning earlier that I loved the font choice on your albums for, for the mesh. Do, the main logo, yeah. do you, And I'm really glad that you brought it back, I think, for Pharma, right? I'm pretty uh, well, sure Keith for at least used, like the Keith used it on Pharma um, and he actually fixed the logo because before then I was just using a font called Star Avenue I believe it was which by the way here's another hot take Uber stole my logo what? Uber? like the look, ride sharing the app? New, the ride sharing app look at the new Uber logo it is straight oh up and, and, then, and then look at the cover of New Wave Hallucinations from 2013. I'm and, actually doing this right now. And you, you tell me what you think. I, I was I'm, like, I'm checking it out right now. I'm about to sue. Um, but no, like Keith, like fixed the S. What was it? The uh, the E going into the S, which I don't know why. I guess I must have been lazy. I never thought about that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he fixed that. And uh, yeah, I bring it back. It, it doesn't suit everything. I've got a couple um, things coming out in the near future that do not use that logo. But we're going to have to boycott it. Uber. Anxiety yeah. to Spectacles got it right. We're uh, we're Lyft gang now. Me and all my homies hate Uber. This this font looks very similar. I'm looking at them both right now on, on my it, phone. It's not <laughs> it really similar. does. It really does similar. look very very it's suspiciously similar. It's the same. <laughs> he says it's not similar. It's, it's the, the same. same. It's not similar. It's the same. No, it yeah. That's very interesting. I didn't notice that, but you're right. I'm looking at it right now. And, White uh, text against the black background. It's just, yeah, uh, yeah. Just the curvature of all the letters and such. Alex, if you had to give a favorite track or favorite album, even, if, the, if favorite track is too hard for, like, some of your favorite genres, like metal music, Vaporwave, IDM. Okay. Like, what would what would those favorite tracks or albums be for for those favorite genres of yours? Probably easier to name albums than it is. Probably. Tracks. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one metal album that I feel like everyone should go out and uh, give it a chance. Uh, Candiria. Going back to them. Uh, Beyond reasonable doubt. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. It's one of the most Great insane. Album. Have you heard it? Chris, I have not. Isn't Candiria the yes. little fish that like swims up people's pee pee holes? Maybe. I, think it's I always weird. thought it was a reference to like the Candiria, Candarian demons and like Evil Dead. Well, that's way cooler. Yeah, but um, but I mean that album is it's a hardcore group from Brooklyn 
you know, putting elements of hip-hop, electronic music, and jazz, you know, throughout, and it is just, it, it works so well. Wait, which album, you, 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 which album were you talking about again? Beyond which one was it? Beyond the, the, that's, the, that's, the first, that's the first album by them, right? Second album. First album, the second album. But it's from it's yeah. the one from it's from the mid nineties, right? It's like from like 97, 98. 97. came out. 97. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That so was that a really like, raw pro- era. So that and like um that and like a process of self development. I think is another album. Development. Yes, I have both those albums. And that was follow up, right? Yeah, that's a, a, I had those. Of course, yeah, I had both those albums from my metalcore days. Of course, back Fuck when I was yeah, in high school. Fuck yeah, metalcore. Outstanding, <laughs> outstanding, outstanding records for sure. Both for are sure. both of those are outstanding records. But uh, those yeah. are great. I, I definitely could stand behind it. Because um, um, I remember I had, um, I remember like uh, I remember I did, I'd been listening to a band called Burn, which was like a little, little bit like kind of similar to Kin, not exactly not as same as Kendaria, but kind of similar. And from them, right. yeah, a band called a hardcore band called Burn, which is very good as well. Which you sort of burn it oh, down. What? Oh yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah, burnt, burnt <laughs> by the sun. Burnt by the sun. There's a lot of burn bands. Yeah, a lot of burn right. bands. Uh, um, I mean, fire's pretty metal. But uh, Beyond Reasonable yeah. Doubt and um, Process of Development are, are outstanding mi- uh, late late mid '90s uh, albums. You're right; they do have that. Like, and the thing about like the hardcore and like the hip hop combinations, it makes sense because you know the breakdowns. Like that's like. Every good hardcore band has like excellent breakdowns, right? You know, like they're supposed to be. That's what a great breakdown is in hardcore. It has like a lot of rhythm to it. I think, like, you know, that's how you have a great hardcore band is when I, you do those breakdowns. I think the incorporation of hip hop into metal kind of gets gets a bad rap, uh, maybe for a good reason, and with a lot of bands. But Candiria yeah. knocks it out of the park. It's a completely different vibe. You know, this is how it should different. be done. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a completely different. It's not ah, a the better vibe, new metal. Yeah. Yeah, and, and another thing... I don't want to even use that word, new metal, when I describe Candiria, you know what I mean? I'm not even going to go there with that I just that did that phrase. to get under your skin. But, like, yeah, thank you for doing that. <laughs> but go ahead. Sorry, Alex. If I could say the other really uh, cool thing about that band was their song structure. They they didn't do the traditional thing of, you know, chorus and verse, blah, no. blah, blah, blah. They, their no, songs they were in chapters. So like you've got this seven minute song that's comprised of basically like three or four different songs, you know, they transition yeah. in a completely different, it's just, it's not. I mean, you as a drummer especially could probably very much appreciate that band. Yeah, and, and yeah. their drummer, their old drummer, Ken Shock was one of my biggest influences as far as, Oh. and wow, he actually did wow. a, and he did one of the remixes on Pharma. Yes. Oh, that's so yes, cool, that's dude. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. I forgot about that. That's I mean, awesome. I, I had some of my biggest influences remix uh, tracks off of that record. And that's Brian so Dugan. awesome, dude. Ryan Dugan from Future Sound of London did a, did a remix on there. Yeah, what a validating experience, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. So Pacific okay. Plaza is giving me a super hard time. Uh, he wants to know what uh. you remember about Tiny Mixtapes and the writers slash reviewers that covered Vaporwave. Like Sea Monster and such, yes. Sea Monster's writing style was pretty nuts. Uh, it, it was pretty random. Um, I, it's, it's hard to even try to describe his writing style. Um, uh, here's a little known fact: uh, Hydro Yoga. Name sound familiar? Hydro Yoga? No. No. Yeah, but I don't. I know. live under a rock. I think he was the one that reviewed 
pharma on tiny mixtapes okay okay but okay he, he wrote the entire review and i don't think it, this is public knowledge but he um he tripped acid and then listened to the album and wrote <laughs> while he was oh how fun if you go how back fun. and read it you'll you'll see what i mean You'll, you'll see. I'm gonna. That's yeah, that's but, uh, now gonna be on my. That's gonna be on my to-do list for tomorrow. Right. Marvin Marvin Lynn always wrote great articles. I mean, everybody. You know, that was a great great publication, and I miss them dearly. Yeah. R.I.P. For real. For real. Hopefully. Back in the days of blogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was so fun when you know, there were, when that was like an outlet for. People. Tiny mixtapes was. You know. The most supportive, I think, publication. Oh yeah. And with what we for do. sure. Yeah, I sure, would say so. Sure. So, what would be the best Mesh album, um, Chris, to listen to while uh, going through Omega Mart? A dream sequence. Dream sequence. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, you, absolutely. All you listeners, if you ever come to Pharma's Vegas, too, go to too Omega much. Mart uh, and too, listen Pharma, to Dream Pharma's, Sequence. Pharma's great, but I want some. I want. I want some. I want. A, I need a little more subtlety. Yeah, Pharma's a little more erratic. Um, yeah, as far as it is, it's album. kind of frenetic, but in a good Farmer's way. It's a phenomenal album. Um, it does. It does. It has its moments. That's the thing. And you, and, you know, the moments when it gets broken up, and they're very, uh, they're very. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of that album in general. Thanks. Of course, thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you for coming on tonight too. Absolutely. What other questions we got here? So you, you guys are welcome to sound off with anything that you would like to ask Alex during these last 15 minutes. I only minutes. say this because we only have 15 minutes left. So if you guys, like, why don't we keep... I want I want to ask you something controversial, Alex. You said that you're a big fan of Future Sound of London, Aphex Twin, and Candiria. I want I you to... Sound of London tattooed all over me. Okay, so... Oh, really? Oh, I wish your oh, camera was working better. I did not know that. Now, let me let me see if I can get your camera to work really quick. But what I want you to do is tell me each of those artists' most overrated songs. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> okay. Um, you want to start with FSOL? Yeah, let's start with FSOL. I mean, it's such a good track, though. I hate to say it. Uh, Papa New Guinea. What? Really? Wow. I love wow. that song. Now that's a no, hot I take. That is too. a hot take. But you Damn, let's get the flames and the fucking air horn. Check out some other things there's, instead of focusing so much on that track. There's so many. <laughs> I mean, they got such a great output. I, that is just their most famous track. Yeah, me. okay, I'll take yeah. that. It is uh, totally overplayed. A lot, most people, if totally, you're familiar totally with that group at all, they, they either know Papua New Guinea or We Have Explosive. Yeah, which, that's fair. Another good that's track, fair. too, but there's other But think deeper. People should do better. Always do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, Apex Twin. Uh, hmm. God, that's a good question. Um, God, I don't know how to answer that. Come back to that. I was going to say, I'm thinking of popular Apex Twin songs, and they're all good. Right. Exactly. I don't know. They did a whole remix album of Ventolin, which got a little old because it was like 20 remixes mm -hmm. of the same abrasive sounding song. But, High you know. squealing in your ears. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a fucking dot matrix printer gone mad. Well, yeah. That's the, that's the thing about remix albums, though. You gotta... You gotta that was another one of my hot takes, but we don't have to go variation. there. Yeah, but I, I like remix albums. I've, I've done a couple of my stuff, so... 
uh, the the mall uh, drug full of remixes. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know I have. I keep meaning to send this to you, but I have like I made a cut of that song for Terminally Chill. That's like all the dancey parts of that song. I edited, I did oh, yeah. an edit of that song for 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 the club. Yeah, I gotta send that I to you at some point. Yeah. I'll send it to you at some point. But I have a I have an, I have a club edit for of that song. Awesome. Yeah. No worries. I'll send it to you later this week. <laughs> Pacific Plaza has a very very hot question. Um, he wants to know if you still intend to debate HKE. Oh yeah, are you gonna? Or do has that, that still? Been... Is that not? Is that like not something you want to put <laughs> your energy been into? No, I don't really feel like that's worth my time and energy to be honest. I that, that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's just I'd rather focus on uh, the, the brighter things in life than going on there and defending my PZA argument. To the oh yeah, uh, fair enough. It's you know, we, we can gloss over that one, but I mean, good it's question. Just like, I mean, it's a good question, and it's it really comes down to you know what you want to put your energy into, and um, you know, I'm not gonna judge any. I don't judge anybody. However, they want to put their place their energy. If that's what they want to do, yeah. that's what they want to do, and um, not you know. I'm, you don't have you, know. to, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. I think you know? discourse is important as long as there's it. respect. You know. I don't know. I mean, people yeah. have their brands. People have their personalities. Everybody, has, you know, this this whole scene is full of so many unique personalities and so many people who are just yeah. have so many different types of energies. And um, if someone wants to have one kind of energy and the other person wants to have another kind of energy, you know, that's Dragon fine. Energy. The, uh, Dragon energy. Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't know, man. You know, I um, I kind of I I enjoy the fact that this whole little world of artists is full of so many different strange personalities and strong personalities, and you know, whatever people can do what they want to do. But like at the end of the day, because all of us have such strong, strange personalities, it's very hard for us to like, you know, if you're gonna fight with somebody, like nothing's gonna come from it. You know what I mean? And nothing's really going to come from it. So, you know, if someone has one one energy, the other person has another energy. What is the point of like coming in and like clashing? Because you know, yeah. no one's gonna. It's not gonna. Nothing's gonna happen from it. Uh, you know. Whatever. I think a good healthy argument or debate never hurt anybody. I mean, I like the discourse I mean, we have just, here because we keep true. it clean, you know, and we hear yeah, each other out. Yeah, but we don't even really. We're not really on any. I don't know. It's. This is a world, this is a scene full of very eccentric people. You know what I mean? And I, I wouldn't have it any other way at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, same. So, but like, you know, people, we, we be, in the eccentric, as eccentric artists, we're sometimes quite sensitive and have a bit of energy, and I only have so much energy to devote to certain things. So if it's not something you want to devote energy to, you don't do it because it could be put out somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Alex has got a family, Alex has got art to make. He'd, uh, you know, he needs Stay to focused. do what keeps him. He needs to do what keeps him sane, right? <laughs> right. We all do. We all do. And what? And that's right. different for every. And that's different for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, what else do we got to talk about now? What What do we want? Well, to talk so you about told now? me who some of your favorite acts were that you did see live. Who have you not seen? Like top three that you would like to see. Oh yeah. Who do you want to see? Oh my. Um. Gosh. Yeah, who's on your to see list? To see list. Um, and it can be anybody, even if it's not feasible, even if they're not with us anymore, or there's no chance in hell. Or they never play live either. 
to go back and see Zappa. I don't know. Okay. Oh, wow. That's an interesting choice. That would be fascinating, <laughs> right? Something like that. Uh, Mr. Bungle, I think, started okay. playing shows again. I would love to see Mr. Bungle at some point. Uh, gosh, I, I don't know. I mean, anybody. I, I feel like I've seen, I've not quite a few artists off the, the list already. Um, you really have. Some of those, uh, you know, the high-profile warp acts even you know i saw audiker years back i just oh, wow. saw one of the black oh wow where everything was dark you know that's uh, amazing too cool know, I, saw, I saw apex twin i saw um beans from uh i've seen beans from anti-pop consortium twice now uh, oh wow yeah who trying to think i'd like to see amon tobin at some point yeah, a i did see amon tobin and he's yeah, why he's got yeah, quite a setup that. i saw holy other open for aim on tobin oh. that was amazing I would, I would love to see uh richard divine just oh, oh yeah okay well, some some Jesus. ghostly era i don't think he was yeah. on ghostly but kind of from that same mm -hmm. era yeah i think i don't remember what label he released on. very yeah, cool i don't know oh those are super solid entries Guess so. Do you have any like a uh, go-to favorite music for when you're in certain moods, like happy, sad, angry? Um, when I am feeling like energetic and happy, I tend to put on house music. Very cool. It's another thing. How fun about me, like deep house. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a random fact. I didn't yeah. see that one coming. I don't make a lot of deep house, but I listen to a lot of it. So. Particular artists that you you go to a lot. You could uh, recommend to people. Shuriken, Gemster, jeez, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, the more you ask me about certain arts, the more brain parts I'm just going to do. Oh, everybody, <laughs> dude, that happens to me that, too. We, all of us Chris say. literally asked me like what my favorite song was, and I was like, uh, I don't know. Just too yeah, many. What? 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 <laughs> describe um, music. Describe, describe music. music sound good answer slime wire rex says will the next mesh album have another fantano collab nah, I don't think so. we'll see <laughs> i think i yeah that might have been a one-off right there <laughs> i'm a little afraid right. to ask uh, pacific plaza's questions but he says what adult swim show would you like to rescore if you could choose any show if i could uh, what i would rescore Ooh. rescore an adult swim show any show. Oh boy. I want to answer that question too. Yeah, would, you, you do it too. A, I would have a lot of fun maybe, I don't know, uh, taking a stab at like C-Lab or something. Okay. Or, um, I don't know if my music, or if I could actually score it, um, but it would be a fun project, I don't know. Oh, um, shit, what was that, um, what was the show that was on super, super late at night? It was all just like trippy visuals. Do you know what I'm talking about? Xavier Renegade oh, yeah. Angel was pretty yeah. weird. It was like well, a that's actually what I was going to pick for each score. Um, but I think you're talking about Off the Air. Yeah, Off the Air. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I kept I kept hoping they would maybe use some of my music. I actually never saw that. Yeah, Off the Air. It was great. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Aqua Teen was good. I don't know if I could score the music for it. But... Hmm. One last question, Glass underscore Brick. What's Mesh's guilty pleasure music? Mine is Madonna. I love Madonna too. 
That's Old great. First album. Um, solid. First. Guilty pleasure music. I feel like I could probably give you a really good answer. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, again, going back to like the new Jack Swing stuff, it's still sort of a, a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, new edition and such. Also, new. I like new edition. Yeah. But all the cool. all the solo projects from that group as well. <laughs> so say that was a bit of a big old group. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well. I don't know. I you can sit on that one. We are running out of time. Yeah, right. you, we like to I'm, dedicate the last five minutes to a shout-out session. You can promote yourself. You can shout-out anyone that you want to shout-out, showcase, say anything you want. You have the floor. Promote anything. This camera, this camera. Show, show what you got going on. Right? Oh, hang on. Let me, let me refresh. What were you showing, everybody? Oh, I wasn't. I was just making a joke okay. about the hot one program. <laughs> this, uh, I... This camera has been off the chain this episode. All right. Not uh, off the chain enough. I've got, uh, it's I've been got fun. a track com- coming up on the new, uh, the next volume of Mutants Mixtape that should be out on Christmas Eve. Okay. Um, uh, after that, I've got a new release. Um, it should be full length, pretty much. Um, a lot of it's very exciting. Coming out on um, a label, which. Uh, label that is very dear to me i can't really say who that is just yet i don't want to give too much away um but uh there is things in the works just want to remind everybody um uh, can't wait yeah i guess just uh in the meantime check out mesh.bandcamp.com mesh.bandcamp.com there's endless amounts of music going back 20 years so even if you're familiar with some of the newer stuff there's there's more. Just got to dig. So. That Seagate album will keep you guys busy for a while. 24 hours at least. Thanks for if the link, Lux. You don't sleep. <laughs> thanks, Lux. Um, but yeah, that's it. And I just thanks, thanks to everybody who listens and cares about what I do. And uh, you know, there's more to come. For sure. Nice. Glad you're still in the game, dude. Sure. Sure. Well, I guess I'll go next. Is that cool? Go for it. Yeah, you right. go for it. So go for it. I've got uh, a live show coming up this weekend in uh, Santa Ana, California, Friday, October 29 at 8 p.m., I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pacific Plaza, uh, at FTG Warehouse in Santa Ana, California. We got Virtual Memory 27 starring Mittens, uh, Earth Boy Advance, Trucks Passing Trucks, which is Alex, and Groovy Kaiju, and me. So, if you happen to be in SoCal, Orange County area, come down to FTG Warehouse, October 29th, Friday, uh, $10 at the door, you know, support the scene. Uh, I'm going to be playing one hour of booty bouncing future funk, uh, not city funk. Um, I have worked very hard on the set. Chris got to hear it yesterday. He said he liked it. He did. Excellent, excellent DJ set. Thank you, Excellent DJ set from best dj in the vaporwave world mm. young shiro very kind of you um alex linked the um the tickets thank you for that uh if you want to go you should go it'll be fun uh you got to wear a mask um you might put in chat alex if there's any other requirements but anyways that's this weekend next weekend I, go ahead I think it's the steve aoki 
Isaac is the Aoki of Vaporwave, just FYI. That's very sweet of you, man. That's Thank you. for real. I, I really appreciated all the kind things you had to say yesterday. It meant a lot. Um, next weekend, not this weekend, but November 6th, Saturday number 6th in Mesa, Arizona, which is part of Phoenix. Uh, can't remember the name of the venue, but there is a event being put on by the VA10 Association. It's called Heat Wave. Nice. It's going to be, again, me, Groovy Kaiju, DS Dude, two Rosewood homies, and Sky Yamaha all on the same ticket. I think it's the same price, 10 or $12. Heat Wave. Um, I wish I had a link ready. I don't. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be in Mesa. Um, should be pretty easy to find on Facebook or Twitter if you follow VA10 Association or Chief Alif, uh, the guy that runs VA10. Um, beyond that, man, Helios Online is, I think, November 13? Helios Online is Ming Curry, Ming Curry's event. Live stream coming up for Ming Curry's birthday. Curry. I've got a 20-minute wave set. Uh, Lux is on the uh, lineup. So that's going to be really cool. Tune in to see me. Tune in to see Lux. November 13. Uh, don't know what the Twitch is yet. On, I think it's Twitch slash Ming Curry. Uh, I'm sure you guys know Ming Curry. That's the homie right there. And if you like wave music, I know, Chris, you like wave music. Um, you like wave music. Dude, thank you for linking that, Alex. You're the man. Um, that's all I got. On to you. Uh, I got a new song coming out that will be out in a little bit called The Life You Wanted. That's a new single. That'll be out in probably a few days. Very cool. Uh, aside from that, I do have, I finally done mixing this ambient, this sort of like melodic ambient album I, I made uh, under the name Catalyst 85. And that's great. That's got some collaborations on it um, with uh, featuring my uh, Hawaii 95 and uh, 94, sorry, and um, Winter Quilt and Donor Lens and Tower of the Sun and uh, Golden Living Room. And I'm finally done mixing that, so I'll send that out for mastering and get that out soon. And uh, I think that's kind of and I can't wait for that album, for dude. Moment. What you've shown me has been amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I've got a skeleton lipstick full length coming out soon enough. When it's ready, it'll come out. Um, as for Terminally Chill, they are refurbishing the Barbary next month. So I think we're probably going to put that on party on hold for a month or two. It'll be back soon. And uh, as for Terminally Chill NorCal, keep an eye on what Fantacat has to say about that. And I think that's kind of yeah. it for now. I put out a bunch of stuff. I'm going into the holidays. Okay. Going into the holidays, so I got to take a little bit of a break. And I think that's it. Very um, cool. And thank you so much, Alex, for coming and joining us and having this little discussion and spending this time with us. And, uh, you thank know, you. It's, uh, we, we, uh, we, we're happy to have you, and we, uh, we love you very much, buddy, and thanks for, for being you, here. No. <laughs> right. Thank you so much Shall for being here. Good night? good night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Last thing, two weeks, we're bringing on iClick. That's right. We're bringing on InRail and Will Wade. So tune in in two weeks. That's November. They just released their album on Business Casual, yes? That's right. November 8th, same time, same place. Tune in to Hot Takes. Vaporwave talk show to see. I click. It's going to be a good time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love you, Mesh. Have a good night. Love you. Good night. Bye. That's a hot take. Sweet.
swinging around American flag because yeah. that's what America's supposed to be. It's supposed to look like terminally chill. The yeah. insurance commercial has a fat ass but like no personality. Yeah, I feel like sitting here and listening to this. <laughs> no, god damn it. Isaac, New Noise is not the first fucking refused album. Rip Isaac a new one today. Do you know what I mean? Like. Don't touch my records. Ever.